and hello hello welcome back to the gay racing podcast still with no intro jingle um we gotta work on that yeah, we had a request for that about six weeks ago so i know and i still haven't done anything about it <laughs> sorry y'all um it's not just me and alex today um alex is here of course he just, i am he just here spoke. <laughs> um we're joined today you've probably seen his stuff on twitter um his beautiful renders and paint schemes um he goes by drive through or davin um we have him with us today drive through um hi Woo, how we doing yeah how y'all how, hello what you, you used to say during how we doing daytona that's how we doing daytona during the stream that 24 stream that you won by the way though the Rolex 24 iRacing, you run, you won your split. The Rolex 24 iRacing. Well, we were, we were like 12 split, but yeah, yeah we won. Still, it was cool. Bad. Um, yeah, in the what class? The GT3 class or GTD? GTD. IMSA doesn't like to use the numbers that everyone else is using. Yeah, that's the most NASCAR thing. Like, fucking <laughs> do the exact opposite or just do something different. Just hey, different. these things are called this. No, they're not. They're GTD. No, I don't know what that is. I don't know what a GT3 is. I know a GT Daytona. Um, but yeah, so people that don't know you, four people that don't know you, um, tell us about yourself. Like, short one minute oh, biography. Go. Uh, hi, I'm Davin. <laughs> uh, I make people upset on Twitter. Uh, fits right in, fits right in. I accidentally became a graphic designer last year. Uh, I used to make YouTube videos until YouTube kind of stabbed me in the back and now I stream on Twitch. I forgot about that. I'd like to forget about that. <laughs> God. Is that it? Uh, I run some some stupid iRacing leagues. I think that's about it. Oh, yeah. It's you. Yeah, you do play a lot of iRacing. Um, I, oh, remember... I live in Canada, too. You're um you are Canadian. Are you the first Canadian? No, Brooks Canadian, isn't she? No. No. No, she. <laughs> Sorry. No, she went to the can the Canadian oh F1 God. race. <laughs> no, Brooks not Canadian. I'm sorry, Brooke, <laughs> if you're listening. <laughs> Anyways, uh, have you been to the F1 race there, Davin? I wish it's 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 expensive. F1 no. is so expensive to go to. I was looking at like prices for like coda one day and i was like girl <laughs> montreal is even worse because it's like in the city and just finding a place Ooh. to stay is brutal yeah that sounds awful um it sucks because it's like it's like kind of close to me and i've been watching f1 since like before i could understand what the heck was going on mm-hmm. Damn, but really i've never sucks. been to a race not have an f1 you, race have you at least been to like the track for like a like any other kind of race or like any NASCAR, like what races have you been to? If at, they, any? they only race like at that track, I think a couple times a year. Other than that, it's like some kind of park, I think, but I've been there when it's not, when there hasn't been a race. Oh, that's cool. I, I think didn't... I was there. Ooh, cause just cause I was in the city and we're like, cool racetrack. Let's go check it out. Except mm-hmm. only half of it. Uh, you can like drive on it. At least you could back then. I think it was 2008. Uh, and some guy there found a piece of Robert Kubitz's car from that huge crash he had that year before. Oh, my oh God. wow. And I was like, wow, but that's also kind of cool. cool. That's a cool souvenir. <laughs> Dude was in the park and he found a piece of race car. What? I didn't even know it was like a park racetrack. Like, I had no idea. I thought it was just like a full racing facility, but I guess with all those trees and like the lake. 
Yeah, it's it's all on an island, and they have like a whole bunch of stuff there. I don't really know all that much about it because I've only been on an island that city like three times, but I haven't oh like. God. Yeah. That's fucking cool. Okay, sorry, we just got into a whole topic about um, <laughs> Circuit Jill's Villeneuve. Um, I didn't even say that right. Anyways, Jill Villeneuve. Jill, v- v- whatever. French. Sound like Dave Byrne saying Brojan. <laughs> <laughs> God, like he's driving with a baguette in his hand or something. Like, oh my God, oh, that's killing me. Um, so I wanted to have Davin on because we have a lot to talk about, specifically about stuff that's going on on Twitter with the design community. But we'll get into that in a bit. Um, because I talked about it a bit last week about like design contests and oh, yada funny. yada. We'll yeah, get into uh, it. Yeah, we have we have opinions on that. So, Davin, you do design paint schemes um, accidentally, apparently. That's what you said. You're accidentally yeah. a graphic designer. Um, what, I guess, got you into it? Like, was there something, like, was there, like, a video game that had, like, a custom paint booth um, that got you into it? Was there, like, have you always just liked how race cars looked? Um, and, like, do you have, well, I guess first just answer that question. I don't want to throw a bunch of questions at it's, you. It's kind of weird. I, I grew up as a Gran Turismo kid. If y'all played Gran Turismo, they got no no paint booth, no customization, no nothing back in the, the PS3 games. Yeah, which is funny now because, like, GT Sport has, like, the best. I yeah, like. took them long enough. Mm-hmm. Um, so that kind of sucked, but I had a few other games. I used to, to whip stuff up in, in Need for Speed. And uh, mm. Midnight Club LA, kind of a weird one, but that had a cute paint booth, and I used to... to to draw little race cars and things but i didn't really get into it until nascar racing 2003 season Mm -hmm. which i played briefly as a kid but i was like five years old and had no idea what the hell was going on yeah i feel like Uh, as a kid playing that game sucks (laughs) i would just go backwards and crash into people and it was a great time Mm -hmm. that's the right way to play it yeah (laughs) especially if you're five years old yeah. yeah In uh in like 2016, I sort of re-picked it up. Uh and I tried making I tried designing my own paid schemes that I could use offline and they kind of sucked. Um and then I so the YouTube stuff started popping off, which was me just making compilations of, of my gameplay. Yeah, I remember seeing those. And then that's where the Sim series came out of, which was like the Sim series. The I Sim love that. series I basically looked around YouTube and people started doing these called them offline leagues. I'm like, what the hell's an offline league? That, I know, I don't like that offline. name. That sounds it's terrible. What the heck is an stupid. offline league? <laughs> and it's just dudes being like, here's the paid schemes, post your comment, you get to sign up, and then and then oh. we'll race. And I'm like, offline league? And they just like simulate the races. So I was like, hey, I could do that, but better. Yeah, because like a lot of people yeah. use just like the cup cars. Alex, have you seen his like Sim series? I have not. It's like NR2003, for people that don't know, it's like an NR2003 mm. league. And it's like everyone got to like either design their paint scheme or David, I don't know how many of the paint Basically, schemes. Basically, I, I pumped like hundreds of design hours into making race cars for people who really didn't care all that much. Yeah. Wow. It was, <laughs> it was <laughs> a lot of effort. But it was cool. that is how I learned. I, that's literally how I learned to design things it was by forcing myself to do uh, like 80 cars a season. Um, mm-hmm. Basically, it's like the it's like the Lefty Pro series. Like that's kind of what well, I was thinking. Yeah. That's basically what it was. But it was like 
Well, I don't know if, how big it was. There was a lot of people though. You like applying like, for um. People. Yeah, no, we had to, I had to cut off signups, and there was always always people knocking on the door, yeah, trying to get in. But we ran two seasons in that, and that's basically where I learned everything I know about graphic design. Listen, I I've been saying this for a while, and it's gonna sound kind of it's gonna sound kind of bad, but graphic design, like designing a NASCAR. It's it's not that hard. It's not like you just I learned look pretty fast. Car look like that, and you learn sort of the basics of getting in and out of one of these little graphic design programs. So I did that a lot, and the people ended up liking them a lot. And then I was like, "Oh, I started posting this stuff to Twitter, and people were like, wow, that's cool.' And I was like, "Wow, attention, that's cool.' <laughs> I like attention. Uh, yeah. And then I I ended up doing commissions last year when the old uh, the old virus hit. And that's that's gone really well. That's good. I've, I've made a, a hell of a lot of iRacing schemes. And like literally through Twitter, I found a, a graphic design gig for a real race team uh, up here. Oh. oh. It's not NASCAR. Uh, but in, and up I can't here in Canada, talk about it. Right. You can't talk. Okay. I wish I could. It's been like months, man. It, it's really that's cool. Awesome. It's really, really cool. Um, Cause I was gonna ask, uh, have I, you ever had your work on a race car before, like a real race car? No, no, no. I feel well, like I have, you're one of the like better, not better, but like I feel like you're on the top for tier. me, you're on the Mount Rushmore of NASCAR designers oh. for me at least. But I feel like you don't get that recognition. I don't know. There's Maybe. a logo that I made of Moonhead on Brad Perez's Miata. That's about it. <laughs> That's about all I've got. We'll take it. I also, I love your, um, like your LMP2 car that you had for like Lamar last year, like your drive-through branding cars, they always look so fantastic. Like you just have such a way with your branding. I, also, I, purple race cars are just kind of cool. I'm like that with the color pink and like neon yellow. Like all yeah. my cars got to look mm-hmm. like pink lemonade. I don't know why. That's just my, <laughs> that's just my brand. I don't, it just kind of came out of nowhere. I like those, like these Yoshis. On, y'all can't see it if you're listening, but these Yoshis, pink, yellow, and like light blue are my favorite Those colors. are your colors. You're right. Yeah, those are I my never, colors. Never put that together. Mm-hmm. They're like the... I'm not pansexual, though, so... <laughs> I love that flag, though. <laughs> they, they do have a cool-ass flag. It, it looks awesome. They do. You designed pride cars with me and um, yeah, other designers fun. last year. That was so fun. That whole, like... oh. I just felt so involved in like the community and making new stuff was so exciting. Um, Those things like, look cool. It they they did look cool. I, I I'm thinking about your Tyler Reddick like pansexual mm. colored cat car right now. It was so beautiful. Um, and the, what else was I gonna say? Um, ADHD. It left my brain. Something about what we were just talking about. Accident. Oh, paint design. streams. Oh, paint, paint streams. streams. The paint streams, I I used to watch your paint streams like a lot. Like especially last year, I was going through a tough time, like beyond the virus, and like watching your paint streams at night. Because at night I did a lot of stuff, like I designed stuff, and I would watch your paint stream at the same time. And that was like that. You were kind of my inspiration. I'm not trying to simper anything. I'm just like. No, I love it. Please continue. I I you really like. You basically got me into designing cars because I was like, oh, that looks fun. It's chill. It's something it's I can do. Anyone can do it. It's honestly not that hard. I feel like, like, 
obviously, if you're a good graphic designer, you can make better paint schemes, but I feel like you don't have to be a full blown out graphic designer to make a paint scheme. Cause a lot of it's just like, I mean, that's like, that comes with being a graphic designer, like knowing like what looks good together, but that's really what race car design is. Like just knowing what looks good together, what colors, how to make a logo, like actually stand out and not look like the Eric Jones auto trader car <laughs> shit like, like that. <laughs> like I can, I can speak to that because I made like, I don't know, like 12 schemes last year just for fun. Like Zach showed me how to use Photoshop and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really not that hard. Like, I'll not to make a really good scheme, but like, I can have fun with it. You make it's some really pretty easy. good stuff, Alex, too. Like, you make some pretty good stuff. Like, yeah, thanks. Mm-hmm. It's so it's, easy to get into. It's like, yeah, any, it is. Anyone go on the internet, look up GIMP, download it. You got, uh, you can get around 2003 mods, yeah. free models. Mm-hmm. Go whip something up. And, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, if you just put time into it, you can get it looking good pretty mm-hmm. quickly. And yeah, it's like so easy to get into. And I still feel like there's enough of like, there's a high skill ceiling though, still. Like, oh, yeah, absolutely. If you're really good, Definitely. you can make a really good car. And you're like, people like, I feel like Noah Sweet, he's always making cars and he's just gotten better and better. And I've seen his progression and I haven't designed in a while. So I probably would be better than I am now, but I'm not designing stuff. I get, it's like Pokemon for me. I'll play Pokemon for like four weeks, like, and I'm really into it. And then I don't touch it again for like three years. But I not with like every video game. I get super into it for like maybe like two months tops and then kind of move on. I know. I hate being fixated on something. Um, but yeah, your paint schemes and your whole like thing. Um, you haven't done a paint stream in a while, I feel like. Or maybe you uh, have and I just haven't watched it. Uh, this comes out tomorrow, right? Sure. Follow me on Twitter. There's an announcement coming on the Wednesday after this thing comes out about oh. paint streams. Oh, everyone heard it here first. <laughs> yeah, heard it here Big first. Deal. You heard me announce an announcement. <laughs> wow, that's awesome. Oh my god. Um, no, but again, last year they're the best watching them. Um, and again, you're just like I don't know. I feel like you make people on Twitter mad in a good way. That's easy. I, it is easy. It's it really is easy. easy. I feel like I haven't been making people mad lately. You've just been making the funnies. I'm a, so I put in my bio NASC motorsport enthusiast and comedian. Yeah. <laughs> At this point, I'm just trying to make people laugh. That's my purpose. I mean, I don't have any other purpose really to be on Twitter. There's no reason. Yeah. Besides attention. I like attention, but but um, I can I can vouch for what Zach's saying, Davin, about how he, you were like an inspiration for him because I would, like every night, I'd get a text from Zach like, oh, I'm going to go watch Davin now. I'm having so much fun watching him. And I'm like, oh, so then Stop. I would go to watch you and I'm like, oh, he's really cool. It's like, yeah. I would like kind of watch you too. So like you always had chill music on and like yeah, your it's microphone, a very chill stream. microphone's also really nice and it's like silky smooth voice, mm. nice visuals, paint paint scheme your render oh my god your render okay i did learn to use like something like blender until like it was like a few months ago or because someone finally made a youtube video on how to make a render like for like an nr paint scheme because there wasn't really much out there because like you use 3ds max and that's like that's it sounds complicated as fuck it's it's another one of those things which I just learned by doing. Yeah, there was no, like outright tutorial on how to how to make car renders. So I just mm-hmm. 
I just started with uh, some dude posted his 3DS Max files of uh, there's ba- basically dudes who post them for each and I chose a three mod. Yeah. And then I just spent a bunch of time picking this crazy ass program part. I still don't understand about 80% of it, man. This so I know. Much crap That's the there. thing about like stuff like Photoshop and programs like 3ds max they're just so deep and and there is such a rabbit hole but it's overwhelming i just learned by doing the more i did the more i learned i'm still learning yeah i mean we're all i mean that's art in general like a lot of people don't realize that you never actually reach a point where you're like okay i'm done learning i'm the perfect artist like that's not actually a thing um and i'm like a future i keep telling the podcast i'm an art teacher and i like i'm trying to keep that from these <laughs> listeners so they don't find me and get me fired <laughs> but like you I, said last week it's our little secret it's, it's little our little podcast. secret me and our hundred we only have like a hundred viewers it's okay um only a hundred that's pretty good i i feel like i sh- i don't know why i feel like it's not I, it is a lot but it's like maybe it's because on twitter i have like a no that is a lot actually because if you think about it like if a tweet gets like a hundred that's pretty good yeah 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 and that's like dedication to listening a podcast. Like that's more than just mm-hmm. liking a tweet. So that is a lot. Um, anyways, what was I saying? Fuck, I forgot. It probably wasn't important. I'm still like, yeah. I'm still not really an artist. I didn't really, I didn't oh, go to right. school for art ever. Yeah, but you don't need to go to school to be an artist in my opinion. Yeah. Like it's honest, art school. I'm in art school, obviously. And it's just, I hate it. I hate the actual art school part of it. I like my education stuff, like learning how to be an art teacher. Love mm. that. But my, a lot of my, because some of my art professors, they just seem like artists that the college just like picked up off the street and was like, oh. hey, teach this mm. class. But they don't actually know how to teach. They don't know how to organize a curriculum. They don't know how to organize a class. They're not good right. at time management. Like, it's just bad. I, I've had so many just not good professors even ones that are like they've been educated in education even them they're just like not the best hear that kids don't go to school (laughs) see i hate school (laughs) i do i it just sucks that like especially in america i feel like you have to most places you have to go to school like school school like obviously high school you know that you need that obviously i'm i'm never gonna say you don't need like basic education but i don't know anyway we're not here to talk about real life stuff we're here to talk about um the gay school podcast to the gay school (laughs) (laughs) the gay that sounds awful (laughs) the gay education podcast that sounds like that sounds like we're talking about how to like douche yeah anyway (laughs) anyways child anyways um so, um, or numbers? Question. Here's mark? a hot topic. What do you think about the door number debate for the NASCAR cars? Like, should they stay on the side? Should they get moved back? Quarter panel? Wherever? Like, what? Give me your unfiltered entire opinion on this. You're about to make everyone on Twitter mad again. Or me. So yeah, that's it. just kind of a daily occurrence. <laughs> it actually, I didn't know what to think at first. I spent a lot of time being like, how do I feel? What, what do That's I kind of me now? Like, yeah, they've had numbers on the doors forever. Not forever, because they actually used to be all over the damn place. But they've been on the doors for a minute. They look good on the quarter panels, I will say. 
but do they they okay they can they can definitely like i think honestly like, you can that make one a good that harrison scheme. burton car that dex car that's when what i was thinking quarter, that's no, what i was that thinking that was about. good yeah. um but i sort of ended up summing it up when i was going through at the start of this season i was going through the paint schemes and i was like wow a lot of these suck they take these dinky ass logos and they stick them like in the, the rear corners above the, the quarter panel. And they just mm-hmm. leave all this blank space on the side of the car. And I basically came to the conclusion that it doesn't matter where the number goes. People They're not going to use the make space. Stupid paint schemes. People still going to be dumb. Some people make, listen, there's going to be good looking cars. There are great looking cars at NASCAR. And if you move the number, mm-hmm. they'll still look good. They'll make good-looking race cars, yeah. and you're probably going to get used to it after a couple of years anyway. Mm-hmm. You're right. It's like, you know when the F1 Halo came in in 2018, and we're all like, wow, this looks goofy. What the hell? They got they got stupid-looking cars. But then you go back, and you look at like a 2017 car now, and you're like, there's something missing. That's not yeah. there. I didn't watch F1 a lot back then, but like for IndyCar, when they added the Indy aero car, screen, yeah, I never thought that was ugly. Like, I never mm-hmm. thought... I don't know. It's just like, I feel like with the door number thing, I'm like, this is actually stupid. Right. So the decision <laughs> to move them is pretty stupid. I feel like it's, it's like, fixing something. It's not going to change anything. Yeah. People already you put dinky ass logos. They don't use the space that's given to them. Why, right. why would you give them more space? To why would you give them more space to fuck it up? Like, it's like <laughs> and I don't, I don't know. I, I'd honestly be okay if they were like, hey, if you want to move the numbers, that's cool. But making making everyone move the numbers, what the heck is yeah, that? Yeah, I'm starting to think, like, if anything, they should just let teams put it anywhere on the door. Like, it could be by either wheel or just in the center. I feel like that should just be it. Because that's how it used to be, I think. Mm-hmm. Like, they hey, put their number on the door. NASCAR Pinty Series. They don't care where you put the number. You can put it on the quarter panel. You can put it on the door anywhere. And the hood? Wow. That's we, interesting. You, you, you got to have a side number. So it's either the quarter panel yeah. or door for most teams. And they look good. The quarter panel number cars look good because they put big-ass logos on them. If you're going to move the number to the quarter panel, they're going to put a big-ass logo on yeah. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But they can also leave it on the door and do it traditional, and that looks good too. But if you're going to make people move the numbers, like – uh... I'm thinking about that Dale Jr. car he ran at Talladega in, like, 2013, and it had the Mountain Dew logo, like – fucking oh the entire car fucking plastered <laughs> over the entire side i'm trying to look it up dale jr 2013 i'm looking it up too i don't know what you're talking about Talladega. it was literally like the entire base was the mountain dew logo. it basically yep oh <laughs> yep <laughs> this is oh, so funny to me why did they do that Honestly, though, I thought it kind of looked cool to an extent because, like, the way I feel like it looks cool until you think about it, and then it doesn't look cool. Let me see if I can find this. I feel like it looks cool until you realize it's the Mountain Dew logo. Yeah, and then you're yeah. like, wait, why? That's fucking stupid. It's kind of tacky at that point, but yeah, if it's just because when you make it really big, it kind of abstracts itself, and then it's a bunch of like. Yeah, it's not legible at all. And then they have the logo on it again, like a smaller logo. But they kind of have to because you can't read the big one. No, I know. So it's so big you can't even read it. I yeah, don't know. they're trying something different. I'm cool. I honestly liked it. If I'm honest, I fuck huh. with it. 
And then he had the one he had in like 2017 when he retired. The Mountain Dew one he ran at Talladega. Is that the one with, that was all green with the little prisms on it? That Yeah, that one was kind of boring. I feel like. And that a silver number. I don't his know. numbers suck. You don't like his studded numbers? I'm, I'm going to make people upset. I'm, I don't really... I thought it was cool in the National Guard car. It's, it's cool uh, from about two feet away. And then anything beyond that, it just looks like a block. Whenever... It, I, I tweeted about this, I think, a month or so ago. But whenever he ran, like, the flat white numbers, they looked so much better. Yeah, like especially on the National Guard cars, um, they looked pretty good. Um, Dale Jr. 2014 National Guard, because I feel like his National Guard car it just stood out stood out so more, and I feel like the oh, stud the being ones? yeah, that was awesome. I think that's cool. But then when they did it for like with silver on the nationwide cars and stuff, I felt like that was too much. I didn't yeah. like that. I didn't like it when they made the number black either for like Bowman. For the first year or so. Yeah, that was like that was kind of boring, you know. I feel yeah. like I don't even remember this, so it must be. I think it was like for one year, maybe two years. Then they left, but yeah, they had it black for both years. They sponsored. Oh yeah, them. that was they could they should have made it white. Now that I think about yeah. it, they should have made it white. Yeah. I don't know mm. what the fuck's wrong with again. As Zavin said, they're always going to make dinky ass decisions with their paint schemes, no matter where the door number is. Yeah. I'm, I think they should just leave it where it is because moving it's not really going to change much. And I think having the number centered with the side is just that just I'm looks a, nicer to me. I'm a door number nihilist. It doesn't matter. Yeah, move it, some things will look good. Some things will suck. If they don't move it, some things will look good. Some things will suck. Yeah, and that's fair. Um. I can I can like compromise and be like okay teams can put it wherever on the door. I just think I don't like quarter panel numbers because I feel like they're harder to see at some angles. Like I don't know, like at the front if you're viewing the car from like a more front angle, it's kind of hard. Yeah, especially because on the right side, the quarter panel kind of like goes mm -hmm. inwards because the rear end kind of like kicks to the right. Yeah, mm -hmm. um, and also on the next gen car, it's like really small. But Ooh, I, speaking of which, did y'all see the next gen photos? The leak? I did. Yeah, the yeah. Mustang looks hot as fuck, bro. It does. It looks like someone stepped on a Gen 6, and I love it. It it look I know it looks so low. Yeah. Like, I don't know what they did. It's it kind of reminds me of like how they used to decal those like when the Xfinity first got the like the COT thing. They put the decals like right on the front of the car, like the headlight decals, and it just looks mm -hmm. so like low and mean. Yeah, yeah. Um, but still kind of awkward because it was blocky. That's what that kind of reminded me of. Because like the Gen Six was more like, I don't know, they looked like the actual cars, kind of with the headlights uh, where they should be. These actually look more like the actual cars, I think. Yeah, I, these actually look like actual cars you could buy. But I the feel, Mustang does look kind of squished. It looks a bit, that's why, it, it looks a bit squished, but it almost looks like, it still kind of looks, if you haven't seen what a Mustang looks like, and you yeah. saw that, you would be like, yeah, that's definitely a Mustang. Like, still. Yeah. It looks fast. It looks mean. Um, yeah. So, um, recently on Twitter, there's been a lot of, like, 
I guess we'll call them design contests because mm-hmm. Marcus Lamonis, for example, he's been handing out money like he's trying to get rid of it. And RVs. And RVs. <laughs> like, he's got too much, apparently. Um, I, he's giving out everything, um, but especially sponsorships. And instead of hiring a designer, he goes on Twitter and is like, can someone design... Let's see what y'all got. That's basically what he says. Like, what what do y'all got? And um, sometimes he has had a few contests, though, like where he offered prize money for the winner. Um, mm-hmm. I know, Davin, you're very opinionated on, like, this whole design contest thing. And Sports Clips also did something really stupid. Uh, I hate what Sports Clips did. That I've been stupid. talking about that to my uh, roommate. Like, oh. let's, Davin, go. Just go. Let's talk about this. <laughs> Just go. Like, what do you think about... First, we'll start with Camping World and Marcus Lemonis. What do you feel about all that, just in general? Hello? <laughs> Is he talking and, like, we just don't hear him? What? Did I... Did, hi, Davin? Hi. Sorry, my Zoom took a poo. I don't know what happened. Oh, okay, that's oh. fine. I'll, like, edit this out. Um... Or maybe I won't. Maybe it's funnier like this. <laughs> um, did you hear what I asked? Generally, yeah. Yeah, just I guess start with the camping world stuff, and if you transition, just go. Honestly, just go. Uh, design contests have always sucked. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I looked at the camping world one different. Probably because he was like, "Hey guys, we'll give you the twenty thousand dollars if you win." To which everyone's like, $20,000. I want to win $20,000. Yeah, right. There's like um, real incentive there. But what I didn't realize is he was just kind of running it like on his phone at 1 a.m. before he went to bed. <laughs> he, I know. It was literally just like his like, oh, all right, cool, run a contest, I guess. And it seems, listen, it seems like everything he does is just kind of like weird, like half-assed. He's just kind of throwing it out on Twitter. God, There's apparently so like other like t-shirt contests that he started and everyone's like, hey, uh because he always announces like a big ass prize too, because he's got he's yeah. got things to throw around. And everyone's like, hey, you announced the winner of that? And he's like, oh, I haven't seen the design I liked. <laughs> what? What? He he puts no timeline on his contests, and that makes no sense. Like so he did this, he did this truck thing, right? Mm-hmm. And everyone and their mother made a, a goddamn camping world truck. Yeah. So I'm sure he got a billion and one ets on his phone. And he, he replied to some of them. He replied to it actually kind of made me really upset because he kept replying to some of the really bad ones and being like, he would just say like, cool. Or he'd just say like, good work. And everyone's like, so am I in? Like, oh, what does this mean? Right. And he refused to reply to mine for so long. I know. I saw that. You kept having to at him. And yours was pretty good. And he just I'm really proud anything. of that design, by the way. I might yeah. repurpose it for something else. Um, like a fuck camping world. Uh, well, I can't say that yet because they owe me an RV. But we'll get oh. to that. They, they do owe you they an RV. They do owe you an RV. I remember we'll get now. <laughs> um, and he was like, okay. He was like, I'm going to pick six designs and then people will vote on the best three and they're going to win $20,000. And then like two weeks later, he was like, by the way, the $20,000 is split between the top three and everyone's like, oh, oh come on. Less money, I guess. Okay. 
Well, I was just gonna say that this camping world stuff is just really taking advantage of people who have talent and he's just not really uh, paying people as they should. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous. And then he's oh. like lowering the prize money and everything. I was going to mention like, because when he did the thing for Devin Rouse, which is cool. Awesome. I'm glad he's sponsoring Devin Rouse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Oh, I want to design something for Devin Rouse. Cause I feel like a gay artist should design something for him. Yeah. And I, that ended up happening anyway. Like the dude that won the con the contest because it was like, again, what you said about like, I feel like he just kind of gets on his phone and he's like, yeah, he, we're going to do this. He it up as he goes. Because he, he said, you know, they're going to do the six people voting for the other one. And then he just kind of like picked three. And then he was like, cool, you guys win money. And I was like, what? Huh? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I wanted to design something, but apparently Marcus wanted it the next morning. Like, yeah, not, not everyone can do that. I was busy with school. That's not a reasonable expectation, I don't think. It's just kind of, I felt it very, I just didn't like it. And it highlights one of the the worst parts about design contests is just going out there and getting free work and going home with it and calling it a day. Um, Yeah. God, design contests suck. I'm not taking part in anymore. The sport clips one might be one of the worst. I got to talk about the damn sport clips contest. (sighs) Yeah, because like for design contests, I think it's like, there's like levels there's like it's okay like if there's like a prize money for the winner it's like yeah that's cool but what about everyone else that just did artwork you know it just seems like you just got a bunch of artists to do what they're like trying to do for a living and they're not getting paid for it like they're doing this for a chance to win and especially the way marcus runs his stuff it's like am i actually going to get the money if i win like like is this contest actually going to finish but then there's other design contests where it's like the winner doesn't get anything it's just a bunch of people working for free um yeah but yeah sports clips um they held a design contest and then didn't even use the winner that denny hamlin's daughter because I, i think they already had it picked out i think it was already made picked out and they're like oh let's have a little contest for some cloud on twitter that's yeah. literally what it seemed like it was because so no one bad. was talking about the one that won. Or it's literally like, hey guys, come submit your things. We'll maybe use them. <laughs> hey guys, we'll maybe use them. It's, they definitely weren't weren't planning on using any of them. It's so that might be the worst one. It's they didn't even give him credit. They were just they had his his, no. his they had their little their their little social tags in like the corner of the video of of Denny's daughter. Yeah. Which I, I didn't like how she was picking it either because I'm like, it's cute. I just feel like all and I these thought artists... She was, I thought she was the one who got to ultimately pick it at first too. I'm like, yeah. well, that's stupid. Like, that would have like, been fine. Cute, but... It's cute. I'd be fine it's with it, stupid. but still. It's just like, but then it's like, it was all for nothing. Yeah. Yeah. It was, yeah. Dude, I, uh, <laughs> I'm working on a, t- a Twitter post to, to make people upset, but I'm crunching right. the numbers. Mm-hmm. on this oh. stupid ass sport clips right. contest because they made everyone reply instead of putting up a poll so they knew that it'd be hard to dig through mm-hmm. uh and if if nothing else i'm a stubborn bastard so i'm going through and i'm digging <laughs> um are you going through like all their twitter replies on that tweet i've counted all of the twitter replies and all of the votes they've received on twitter i'm working on a facebook one because there's like okay 
Twitter had, I think, like 900 votes. Facebook had 2.3 thousand. Uh, and Instagram oh. had a whole bunch. Oh, my God. That's a lot. Instagram was very, like, the the lefty Denny Hamlin concept heavy. And so was Twitter. But Facebook was very Slick Johnson heavy. That um, makes sense. Right. That's kind of what I was thinking. But I, I still real, doubt. Real quick. The numbers on Twitter. Uh-huh. Over half of them were for the Denny Hamlin concept. They got 521 votes for the Denny Hamlin contest, contest, paid scheme. And the one that they chose got 80. See, like, how, because it's not like the Facebook and Twitter demographics cannot be that different, I feel like. They can't be that different. Especially because like, Facebook Instagram is a lot is, older. It's probably going to double though. up the Twitter results. But anyway, it's so stupid. It's all contests yeah. suck. Stop. Stop participating. It's hard. It's hard to tell people to stop participating in design contests because it's so mm-hmm. enticing for a a young or up and coming designer to look at it and be like, mm-hmm. "All right, cool. I can I can put something out there that you know otherwise no one would see." But at the same time, it just it devalues design work so much. I don't know. I'm I'm done with the. Uh, I'm I'm done with pretty much any brand or team that's going to go ahead and put out a design right. contest and get a bunch of free work, especially this one, man, when they don't even use it. And it's just like to get their mm-hmm. clicks for those, you know, that week or whatever. Just, I, just hire a goddamn designer. I feel like a better way, like in a perfect world, instead of like having an outright design contest, I feel like it should be more of a thing where it's like, they ask people for their portfolios. Like, if I wanted to have a design contest, for example, I would be like, show me people interested to design a dreamy Zach race car. Show me your portfolios and my favorite artist of the ones, whatever, blah, blah, blah. I will pay you to do a dreamy Zach scheme. I feel like, yeah, that's, that's great. The best That'd be way great. to do it. Because you're not yeah. asking them for free work up front. You're like, hello, yeah. I will choose someone, hire them, and pay them. That's I, that's pretty much what Ally did with Lefty, right, for Texas last year? Like, I mean, it's, yeah. there's more to that, but that's kind of what happened. There. I mean, yeah, like, they asked Noah to do a scheme, and they worked... Cl- I like it, too, because they worked closely with him. Like, yeah. they, they gave Noah a lot of respect as a designer with his paint mm-hmm. scheme. Because um, that, that's another thing with contests, is they'll often, like... They won't go back and forth with you and, and try to get, you know, your design looking the way you want it. And, and yeah, mm-hmm. they'll just pick a winner and kind of take that, stick it on a car, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there are, there are so, I, I saw one on Twitter today, which was, I looked at it. I'm like, that's a good design contest. Is uh, Starcom Racing put up, a, put up a template and they're like, hey, get your kids to, uh, to, to draw on these cars and then we'll pick one Aww, from each like age group cute. so they have like seven different categories ranging from like young kids to like uh teenagers and they're like hey guys draw on our cars that's cool that's cool that is cool mm-hmm. i like but, that like uh, getting uh, i don't want to go into it too much design contests suck stop doing design contests yeah, i'm like, not gonna do them stop supporting brands that do them done it's yeah it's just and I hate the whole frenzy of it too, of like, oh, now I gotta design this car, I gotta make it so good because I'm competing mm-hmm. against other people now, which 
I mean, everything's a competition in life, I guess, but it's just unnecessary in my opinion. Um, yeah. But yeah, and the whole yeah, the whole Marcus Lamonas thing seems shady. But yeah, you won an RV. Did I? I forgot how because it was a trivia question. And you but like? Did I win an RV? But did you actually win the? You earned an RV. But did you actually win it? No, you won the RV. But if you're actually going to get it, we will never know. It's like I think it's like a fifteen thousand dollar trailer, which is cool. But it's a trailer. If you ain't got a truck, I don't know what the hell you're supposed to do with it. Wait, yeah. Do you even have a truck? No. <laughs> My focus ain't gonna tow that thing. Uh. <laughs> he he owns the truck. He's a sponsor of the truck series. He, he needs to truck. give you a truck. Yeah. Davin, you still with us? I guess not. <laughs> this damn Zoom. Again, I don't get it. I feel like... Zoom, I'm getting upset. Zoom, <laughs> listening. <laughs> Fix your shit. It doesn't work. Fix your fucking shit. It, it literally, it freezes you, and then it, like, sits around for 10 seconds, and then it disconnects and reconnects, and then it's fine. Mine, mine did that a few weeks ago when we were recording. It was really annoying. And my internet's yeah. working. I'm checking while it I... goes down. Shit's still loading. Mm-hmm. All right. Anyway, um, uh, Marcus I... Lamar at 2 a.m. on Twitter was like, "Hey, this picture of a bridge. Where is it?" Just uh, <laughs> <is> so random. <laughs> which, which is so random. And he was like, "Winner gets an RV." And I was like, "Cool." I was on my phone in bed at uh, 2 a.m. At 2 a.m. As 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 you do. Mm-hmm. scrolling through twitter uh so I, I reverse image searched that bitch and i found out the bridge and i found out what place it was and i put it in the damn replies that's and i was like i think that night because i was about to fall asleep because it was fucking 2 a.m <laughs> i went on my discord and i was like hey for the record marcus Lomos, marcus Lamonas owes me a fucking rv and then i went to sleep and i woke up <laughs> and he was like hey you want an rv and i was like cool i know i did <laughs> uh and it's 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 a cool ass trailer. It is a cool ass trailer, but it's a trailer. It's uh, a trailer. <laughs> uh, and they were like, "Hey, Camping World DM'd me. Not not Marcus. He ain't say shit. He's too oh. busy. Obviously, Camping World DM'd me, and they're like, "Hey, here's a website with a form on it. Please fill it out, and we'll be in contact with you." I filled mm-hmm. out the form. Oh God, he cut that's out it. again. No, oh, that's oh, it. That, oh, I that's thought you cut out again. I thought your Zoom cracked. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that, that's the end of the story. Them, and I'm like, hey, listen, I'm in Canada. I know you ain't got things in Canada. It, like, we, if you could work with me, I'd like to work something out. Because meet him listen, at the border. I, I'll meet you at the border. I'll, I'll, I'll figure it out. I'll, I'll find a truck. To Rent a truck. Damn thing. Yeah, whatever. I, I was like, or or I have people in the U.S. with trucks that can pick up the trailer for me. That's cool too. Uh, and they ain't said shit. You could like sit it in your. I don't know if you have a backyard or anything. You just have it in your backyard. It's like a little hangout. Yeah, you can go camping in your backyard. My I'm uncle does it. that. He has his own camper in his backyard. He just goes hanging out there sometime. That sounds people fun. I want to go camping in my backyard. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I feel like that's the best way to camp. Basically, I don't, I, don't, I, don't, yeah. I don't think I'm getting this RV. <laughs> it, honestly, it sounds overwhelming. But I get to say that I went on Twitter at 2 a.m. and Marcus Lamotis owes me an RV. Yeah. Because <laughs> it was like the first person that got it, too. I hate those things because yeah. it's like... That's luck of the when they're draw. Not, it's luck. Oh, okay. absolutely. 
you're absolutely whatever. It's not. It's not that big of a deal. It's Dude, I was only, I was only up because I uh, I fucked up my foot and it really hurt and I couldn't fall asleep. Ooh. And I was like, oh, this fuck it's. I guess I'll open up my phone and check Twitter and then I want a fucking RV. Wow. As you do. So funny. So moving on from the whole design contest thing. Um, fuck design contest. Fuck design contest. Marcus Lamone is a sus. Um, but don't tell him I said that because maybe he will have an even lower chance of giving me an RV. I don't know. <laughs> um, so how I, I want to ask you questions about a few like paint schemes um, or cool. painting concepts. So first of all, I remember you tweeted that like you thought Harrison Burton's like ex- <laughs> shut the fuck up. <laughs> Xfinity, his Xfinity scheme was like bad in that like simple schemes. I don't know if you said something like simple schemes are bad or not or something, or just like you tend to not like them. You can have good simple schemes. Yeah. But I don't know if you can have a plain ass white car. Is it really that? It's. I feel like it's not that plain though, because it's got some black on it. The, what upsets me is that he has had some bomb ass can yeah. cars, and when when he made his Xfinity debut, they stuck him in the damn uh, eighteen. He was in the eighteen, and they put a cool little design on it. Yeah, that's and then they true. just took it off. <laughs> they literally, has... it's the exact same car minus the part that looks good. That's true. That's actually now that you say that, that's kind of stupid. Even I, his cup car, he ran at Talladega, was like really. That cool. was awesome. That was nice. Uh, it's the same sponsor too. Like yeah. I don't get it. <laughs> I that it's because uh, that sponsor doesn't really have like designer ties. Sometimes sponsors mm-hmm. will like have a designer that they love, but uh, obviously the, the Gibbs designer felt like not doing anything that day, and uh, <laughs> he had a busy day at work. <laughs> I, I know i know the guy who designed the the talladega car and that thing is it's ooh. hot it's great yeah i i like it i like it a lot i think i like his white dex cars in the terms of like it was his rookie year or it was his first few starts i really like i posted this on twitter i love I white that, rookie yeah. cars i don't know why it's just like the purity aspect mm-hmm. of white and it's like like Joey Logano's like cup debut was in a white Home Depot car. Kevin um, Harvick in 01 too. Yeah, I car. forgot about that. Um, and then like Kyle Larson, he ran a white Target car in the mm-hmm. 51 at Charlotte 2013. I don't know why I like that. And I think that's why I liked for at least his rookie year having that plain ass mm-hmm. 20 car. I thought it looked clean. I don't know. Now I'm like, now that you even mentioned like his 2019 car that he ran part time in Xfinity, I'm like, yeah. I feel like one thing that always upsets me, especially when I see dinky logos, either like dinky logos or just bad design, especially with some of the JTG cars this season. I'm sorry, they suck. Oh my God. They've had some good ones, but they've had a lot of bad ones. They've had some bad ones this year. If 37 terrible. Are paying like hundreds of thousands, maybe even millions of dollars to put their logo on a race car, why can't they just find a guy that makes it look good? It can't be that hard. You're dumping this much money into putting your brand out there and you're going to make it look like poop. I'm not saying I'm not saying the Dex one looks that bad. I'm, I'm talking about like the small logos and stuff. It's just... Right. But also the Dex one. Put put some designs on it. Make, make your yeah, it could yeah. fill this. I mean, I like yeah. No, because now that I look at it more, I still like it just because I like the color scheme of it. 
but I'm also I'm not against simple schemes. I feel like they can look good. The Penske yeah. cars I love. I love the Penske's cars. Yeah. The simplicity of them. Now I want to ask you about how do you feel about the scallop thing that Penske mm. had going on? Or like do you think they should even like should they change Joey Logano's scheme? Oh yeah, if they or, move the number. I don't know how they're gonna keep that. And or like do you think other Penske schemes should use the same like design because I like it because it seems very uniform and Logano's. Uh, do, you know, do y'all know where the scallops are from? I, I've I talked don't. about this a few times. On no, there. I don't know where they're from. You don't know where they're from. I don't think so. Well, I feel I like I do, but I feel like I do. Yeah, let's hear it. No, I don't. Like I feel like <laughs> once you say it, I'll be like, oh yeah, that's right. It's based mm-hmm. on Kurt Busch's Legends car that he drove as a kid. Oh, I did not know that. Really, and that's because that's where it started. Twenty two was the first car that did that, huh? Yeah, Kurt Busch. Right, he was the one shit. that started it. Oh my god! Hmm. Wait, I, I think I've heard that. Before. I just searched Kurt Busch scallops, and Davin, your tweet is the second result. Robbie Gordon. Oh, it's about Robbie Gordon. Okay. Well, anyways, um, what's Robbie Gordon up to with Pinsky? Like, because Robbie Gordon used the same base for, like, a lot of his paint schemes. Oh. But they look good, mm-hmm. though. Like, it, it was the same concept. He changed the colors of it. hmm Which, again, I kind of like, mm-hmm. honestly. Like, Kyle, oh. Davin's gone. It- <laughs> 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 he just left the zoo. <laughs> but um, Kyle Larson's paint schemes this year, fucking love them. The Hendrick mm-hmm. car, I've warmed up to the Nation- Nation's Guard one. Oh, really? Probably because it hasn't ran since Homestead. <laughs> yeah. Or, um, yeah, Homestead. Um, Did you see that Valvoline's going to sponsor him? I wonder if it's going to be the same base. Really? Yeah. They're going to sponsor him at, like, Nashville, Daytona, and some other... Daytona? Race. Oh! Oh, <laughs> yes! It's not my favorite race of the year anymore. The July Daytona race used to be my absolute favorite race of the year. Mm-hmm. Not anymore. Because it's a circus now. Alright. Right. Fucking zoom. <laughs> now it has your profile picked for All some right. reason. And I'm switching makes- off my school account in case that's what it is. But I'm, I'm mm. getting upset. So you get this old ass photo of my face. Alright. You mean business. <laughs> yeah. That's losing it. <laughs> we were just talking about um, paint schemes that use the same base. Because I was talking about how I kind of warmed up to Kyle Larson's like Nations Guard scheme, mm-hmm. um, kind of. I'm still kind of iffy did, on it. Did y'all get the reveal about the scallops, or did that get cut off? The the current Bush's it's current Bush's Legends car. Oh, you did get that. Yeah, all right, yeah. cool. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. In 2011, uh, they're putting the the Shell Penzo thing together, and it's based off of his Legends car for, that he drove as like a kid. And now it's just kind of like Joey Logano's career paint scheme. Yeah. Oh, that's so. I wonder how Kurt Busch feels about it every time he goes by. I'd um... like to ask him. I'm sure. I'm sure he he's probably like a strictly business kind of guy, where he's like, whatever. Like, he, I don't think he cares right. all that much about it. But like, I wouldn't be mad. I'd just be like, that's funny. It'd be, it'd be a bit weird. It'd be like, because be... that's hey, his guys, brand. Get your own thing. Like, you just kind of made my thing your thing. But anyway. Hmm. And I feel like Penske has a really good, like they have really good uniformity in like um, the IndyCar series too. Um, yeah, I feel like they could do something different 
like I like that they they've started mixing it up a little bit. Like now the Auto Trader one has uh has the yeah. different design. Yeah, the, the Money Lion. Like they Money did a Lion. lot of a lot of scallop designs now got their own design, which I thought was pretty cool. Yeah, the Worth car got its own mm-hmm. design. I think there's probably stuff they could do with Joey Logano's car. Like I honestly kind of like it, and Shell can't sponsor it primarily because really Sunoco. It's dumb. It's like the yeah. Verizon thing. It's real dumb. In Xfinity, the 5G car. Um, I will say though, the best looking scallops is uh, the Pertec car when they that's... got the yellow and the blue. Yes. Mm. Taste. Taste. Mm. Best that looking car. Nice. Mm. So good. Primary colors. I love that. Um, speaking of color relationships, my next oh, paint Jesus. scheme. How do you feel about the Lumar cars with blue numbers? Oh, you know, I hate it. <laughs> they, it's almost worse that they have a, a cool thing going on because they got the like prism color shift kind of yeah. base. Mm-hmm. But then they're like, we're going to stick a, a dinky little logo on the quarter panel, waste a whole bunch of space and put blue ass numbers on it. Blue, I don't know, ass, blue, ass, numbers. For blue ass numbers. Chase Elliott's blue numbers look awful, I will say, because you cannot fucking they read it. Gotta stop. I- putting five outlines on chase elliott's numbers dude his uh his oh, he won the damn championship the champ the yellow ass numbers oh. are honestly uh, and that made i feel like that made nascar twitter nut like it would have been fine if you make yellow numbers with a thick black outline but they did a little thin black outline and then more yellow and it just disappeared yeah. I don't you like can that. do that if you have a thin font. You yeah, they do, kept putting a bunch nine, of like... That nine is thick, and you better give it a thick outline, otherwise it's going to turn into a blob. Mm-hmm. There was a... I got to find it, but there was a... <laughs> I think Stephen Merzlach tweeted a photo of that Lumar 9 on track, and it literally just looked like there was a blue circle. Yeah, yeah. It, it, that, I feel like that's... that's obvi- I feel like that's less of a blue thing and more of just like them using light colors and not because again it happened with the championship car low-key in my opinion um like putting a thin white outline and then a thin black outline that's dumb i'm like looking at it right now but nascar is really weird about that because nascar has to approve each paint scheme that they stick on the racetrack right Mm -hmm. um and they have a team that does that or i don't know if it's a team or a dude and it has to Um, be visible like it has to be visible and it can't be like metallic, like Ryan Sieg's car yeah. last year got like changed. But that's also really weird because they let that go for like three races and then changed it. Um, like they just didn't catch it. Like, but how are you gonna let that nine go in the blue and the yellow and whatever? But they they keep making the, them change the the forty one numbers. Have you seen that? I've noticed race. Yeah, recently they've been changing it like every fucking week. I feel like yeah. the paint scheme in general has been changing every week. Um, I think NASCAR got pissed when they had the red numbers with the white outlines. Apparently that wasn't visible enough. Uh, so now they have, they like made them put on white numbers. I kind of like it better with white numbers, honestly. It's just funny because I feel like Chase Elliott and Dale Jr. got away with like doing whatever yeah, the fuck they want with exactly. their numbers. But as yeah. soon as Cole Custer does something, nope. Like yeah. I, I'm cool with that. I'm cool with you making people put visible numbers on the race cars, but like, take a look at that nine car, boys. Come on. I don't I think the 19 Truex's numbers look a lot better this year too, with the white numbers. 
it was like red or something that matched his, like the actual car. His whole Bass Pro thing they got going on, where they kind of like designed the base around the number and and put mm-hmm. all the sponsors around it. That is nice. Bass Pro designers nice. are really good, especially when they have like multiple Bass Pro cars in one race. They do a really good job of making them look different. Yeah. Mm. Unlike Monster Energy, that just like at the Daytona Road Course, well, Monster Energy they don't have paint schemes basically at Which, all kind of kind of dumb it's kind of dumb they know, pay all I, that I, money to i not. don't want to sound like i'm dogging on plain ass paint schemes because they can look good yeah and that monster card it looks it does good. look good it's maybe for like... about a season not uh, 10 or whatever plus mm-hmm. they used to have that thing uh they used to put green side skirts and green spoilers on it yeah on the 41 i think Oh, like. They also mm-hmm. back when they had it on, I think the the number four in the truck, Ricky Carmichael's on, truck. They had it on the thirty one in in, uh, in Xfinity. Yeah, and they had yellow sides or yellow. They had <laughs> green side skirts and spoilers, and they looked good. And then they got rid of those, and now it's just kind of a flat black car with logos on it. And Monster, they also, uh, oh crap. I thought switching my account would fix it, but it still froze for a second. Oh, <laughs> um, for real? They also, when they have their logo on the on the side of the car, they have to have a black blob around it. So there's all these Kurt Busch paint schemes with different primaries, and they got a black blob on the side with Monster. Like when it's like a combo scheme, and they have a little Monster logo. Oh, that's what he's talking about. That's what, yep, that's what he's talking about. Yeah, on like the gear wrench car, you know. It's, yeah. yeah. That's okay. That it makes looked, sense. Yeah. Like the schema Chastain had this weekend, they're doing that for Kurt Busch at some point. I really and they're like. Put, and they're putting that little thing, the monster logo, on Kurt Busch's car when he has it. Looks awful. I, I, I think that's what he's talking about. I yeah, really, the black blob on the side. It's terrible. Yeah, I really liked his paint scheme though this weekend, Ross Chastain. Mm-hmm. I thought I'd have to see oh, yeah, it in the fence cool. though. He was making some moves. Oh lord, Cole Custer's paint scheme. They like not only did they change the numbers, but they added black above the headlights, and it like goes down to the A post. I hate it. I feel like it looked really good when the whole front was just this metallic silver, and now I wonder if they're playing games with the uh, arrow because they added black that. above the headlights. They're probably playing Could games. Be. God damn! Can y'all stop, please? Can y'all stop doing your job so well? <laughs> like, 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 I get it. I'm just like, I'm so annoyed. I just, I wish NASCAR would do a better job of policing it. Oh. I feel like that that 41's kind of just becoming there. It's it's kind of forgettable now. There's so many. It's because they've had like so many different drivers in it now, and like once Daniel well, Slippers got in, I it, feel like at least in Suarez they had the cool. They had like that urban camo thing going on on the I side. Like and now they're just like, you know, silver, maybe some black. I like silver cars, so I like Cole Custer's. But the Haas tolling car last year, I thought that was kind of ugly-ish. And then... Oh, is that the one with all the spikes on? I don't even remember. Yeah, and then the ones where they stuck, like, the Autodesk, like, fusion thing on the Ooh, back. Those were bad. The Stuart Haas, like, half and halves have always been pretty gross. I have a... That's, like, my weird paint scheme guilty pleasure. Like, half and half paint schemes, if I'm honest. But mostly when they're done, like, very simply, like, Jamie McMurray's Cessna slash McDonald's paint schemes, I always kind of liked. Mm, those when are good. Were, I like those. those. And, like, what's another example? Well, Dale Jr. always kind of had me on, like, having kind of two primary sponsors-ish. 
like one on the side on the hood i always kind of like those but mm-hmm. and then like every week it's like the other sponsor and it's a different color uh, i just i just like i love little stuff like that um mm-hmm. but i think that's all the paint schemes i wanted to ask you about let me look at the doc oh one last thing so kids on nascar twitter love to be like the rainbow warrior is overrated he left okay <laughs> he left <laughs> he, he's had enough he's had enough um oh he back hi dude it's so dumb it like knows who's talking and it'll highlight your boxes but mm-hmm. it won't it, it it just it it takes a poo well we're almost done anyways but i wanted to what what do you think is the rainbow warrior really overrated as the kids on twitter say is it an overrated paint scheme as the kids on twitter say ah uh. That that's a loaded question, man. It, like, I mean, it's obviously not the most amazing thing in the world, but I feel it's like an it's an all-time most... classic, though, and it's so ahead of its time. Exa- exactly, it's ahead of its time. If How look... many cars back in the day had more than like three colors on them? <laughs> exactly, like it used a lot of colors. It it stuck out on the track, and back in the '90s, that was it's a big iconic. deal. Like. I would say it's it's more iconic than than the, the Dale Earnhardt car. Mm-hmm. That would get people pissed. Oh well. That blo- speak. I mean, Dale. I think um, it fit his brand, the black paint scheme. Um, I I I wish he would have. Um, I don't know how to say this. I wish like because they planned to run that white number three at the All Star race that year. They passed. I thought that would have been pretty cool. But, yeah. Dude, dude wants to run a plain black race car. I guess whatever. Run a plain white car. But I just I feel like if if you think about like a I don't know average Joe, someone who doesn't care about NASCAR, is like what are you gonna remember? A plain black car or this a car with a rainbow on it? Yeah. Like hell yeah, that's the rainbow car. That's awesome. Yeah, like I feel like Jeff Gordon is remembered when you think of Jeff Gordon, you think of his car. Dale Earnhardt, you think more of like him and his number or his number. I feel like his number was more iconic than the car yeah it's but like you can't you can't call it overrated when no. I, I don't know why a bunch of kids on twitter i feel like they're like a bunch of 15 year olds or even people my age that literally have it's, never it's, seen a race with jeff gordon's rainbow warrior car maybe they just like didn't get to experience it for the first time like like if they just kind of saw the- everyone talking about it on the internet and they're like all right whatever who cares rainbow car it but I, I mean, I, I didn't get a chance to. Yeah, <laughs> I like, started watching NASCAR when that thing was already gone. So I feel like if you go back and watch a '90s race, it's like, yeah, no, that sticks out. That's good. I don't know. Yeah, you can't call it overrated. Yeah. I mean, you can. You look like an idiot, but you, know, uh-huh. you shouldn't. Or just it's like the same thing. Like, oh, the COT was underrated. Like you're just you're just saying stuff to talk. At this yeah. point. Um. But I, I also feel like everyone is always gonna. Uh everyone is always going to look back three years and say like, Oh, that was so much better than what we have now. Cause I feel like in everyone's like, wow, 2014 was so good. Big power, big spoiler. That was great. And now, now everyone's going back to like 2018 and being like, that was cool. They had the small spoiler. I feel like there's always going to be someone, (laughs) not someone, there's always going to be a lot of people just going to look back three years and be like, that was awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, but I also can't tell if it's just because NASCAR continuously regresses. So, um, 
But anyway, Davin, thank you so much for coming on today. Um, we had some fun yeah, times you. talking about paint schemes and stuff. Um, I'm sorry, I got so you. much to talk about, and Zoom is is not not happy with it. Um, but yeah, follow me on on Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, all the social medias. All right, thank you, Davin. So we had Talladega this past weekend um, we and did. IndyCar at St. Pete on the same day. Um, mm -hmm. I got my second vaccine shot on like Saturday and then Sunday mm -hmm. I was in bed feeling like shit. Um, it was worth it though. I didn't honestly, I did not feel that bad. I was just a little achy. Get your vaccine right. if you can. Get um, your vaccine. So I see, I hate complaining about the side effects because <laughs> it was, it was, that's all I had. Just one day of aches. Like You're good now, right? Yeah. I'm fine. I feel like I, I was fine the next day. But anyways, right. sorry, didn't mean to talk about the vaccine. Um, personal choice, my ass. Yeah, <laughs> that shit on Twitter. So I was just in bed all day watching races. I almost took a nap during Talladega, though. I got Honestly, really I close. thought about it. I thought about it. I laid down for a few laps and I was listening to Mike Joy and Jeff Gordon talk. I was like, no, I need to see this because I'm like, what are they doing? Yeah. <laughs> um, so the race, I thought the race was okay. So yeah. this is actually a perfect segue. I thought the race was really good. I was actually enjoying it. For mm -hmm. real, for real. Near the end of stage one, I was like, this racing is good. I'm actually kind of excited to see who's going to get these stage points. And then I knew it was going to happen. I knew they were going to wreck. Yep. And Logano flipped. And that it is what it is. We've seen people flip at Talladega all the fucking yep. time. I can count it on my hand, off my hand, like off my hand, not on my hand, off my hand, how much, because it goes off. It's more than five. Mm -hmm. It's just like, there's always a wreck at the end of stages. Like that happened because of stage points being on the yep. line. And so should we just get right into it? Joy Logano's crash? Like, yeah, like like this was a very hot topic during the race. I was pissed off. I was annoyed. At first I was like, oh shit, that was bad. <laughs> it was like, bad. He luckily, here's the thing. Mm -hmm. It wasn't like Ryan Newman, where Ryan Newman was like on his side and he got fucking hit. Yep. Like Square, sorry, by the I know there's people that listen that are triggered by crashes. Sorry, I should have mentioned this before, but we're going to be talking about... I mean, the, to be honest, you knew it was coming. Yeah, you, you know, you know sorry. Um, but he got, Ryan Newman got fucking hit and mm -hmm. knocked his ass out. Yeah. I, I don't like saying it like that. Sorry, but he, he was in the hospital. Yeah. I don't know what much worse could have happened. I said this before. Last time Talladega happened, I said, what worse can happen to Ryan Newman? We know, I know what it is. Yeah. And it happened there 20 years ago at Daytona. There's only they so got, much force that can happen. And the Ryan crashed, they got so lucky. And That's they did just, basically nothing. Like they slowed, they the, slowed cars the cars down. down like five miles per hour. I feel like something. that's basically nothing because that's not why the cars are wrecking all the time. No. You know? So let's talk about Logano got out of the car and he said, when, how much longer are we going to keep doing this? Yeah. And he, he said he was lucky that no one hit him when he was in the air. Yeah. Because that's something I haven't thought about until Newman's crashed. Like, flipping is one thing. And flipping, it's very disorienting. 
I'm quoting Jamie McMurray. It's very disorienting. Yeah. But I feel like it's not... Head-on collisions are much worse. They're like... Rollovers. Much worse. Yeah. But then also it's like... Joey Logano, now he's a big dude, but the roll cage hit him in his helmet. Yeah. The problem with this crash was, one, Joey landed on his roof right above his head. Yeah. And then second, with Ryan Newman's crash, he had a car come hit him, like in the driver's side. Or... I don't know how that worked, but you know, mm-hmm. like if a car would have hit Joey when he was upside down on the driver's side or like and it was on the close. roof, it could have. It was very happened. close. Like Bubba skimmed it, him. It would Jesus not have been good. It would have. It it wouldn't have, and you know, flips are going to happen. That's like that's a given. That, yeah, they happen at local dirt tracks. They happen in every form of racing, pretty much. Yeah, and people say so, that, but the context is very important in this situation. The context is important, so. People on Twitter are like, oh, Rick's happening all the time. Joey Logano, super aggressive. NASCAR gives these guys a aero package where they have to be aggressive. That's why Joey Logano is probably the best one out there right now. And Kozlowski is also really good. Especially with the last Gen 6 plate yes. package, which was blocking and, was overpowered. And by the way, Dale Earnhardt is probably the most aggressive driver ever, and he was one of the best at it, too. I know. Like the, well, that's because has- he's manly and southern. He's okay. We talked yeah. about Joey Logano being... And Dale Earnhardt said all the time before he died, which is really eerie to think about, he said all the time in the 90s, someone's going to end up getting killed in one of these things. This is dangerous. This is awful. Then he gets, That's then he so gets killed. It's not... It's sad, but... It's eerie. And then I watched the 2005... Uh, I think it was Talladega race that NASCAR put on their YouTube channel. Um like, there were two flips in that, Scott Riggs and Michael Waltrip. They're nasty, but no one, like, hit them. So they were perfectly fine. And then you, they would cut to drivers. Like, Mark Martin was pissed off. He's like, how long are we going to keep doing this racing? The fans need to start saying they don't like this or whatever. The fans love it. The fans love the wrecks. Yeah. Unfortunately. And, as, and the fans are going to, as long as the fans like it, we're going to keep it. But if it were me, this is a hot take, and I got shit for it on Twitter. If it were me, Talladega Daytona, gone. Daytona Road Course is what we'd have, but demolish Talladega and make it either... Demolish Talladega! Fuck Girl, Talladega. you can't! Oh, yeah. no! Not Talladega! This, is, this form of racing is stupid and dangerous for no reason. Not really racing. I don't even, I don't even like it. It's not even racing. I'm over it. I said this last year on the podcast. Wow. Like, I'm not even going to watch anymore. But I, I did... Because I was like, I'm curious. and Because we're NASCAR really fans and we always say that. Yeah. Like, we're like, I'm not going to watch anymore. I've watched every fucking race this year. Yeah. Like, I <laughs> said, I said, like, I'm going to watch the 2500 and that's it. I said that something like that last year on yeah. this very podcast. I'm like, look, I don't enjoy watching it anymore. I don't it's enjoy it as much as I enjoyed IndyCar. I'll yeah, say that. Exactly. And I'm not like IndyCar very invested into the races or the championship. So, look, Talladega Daytona, super speed racing, it is just bullshit. I am so over it. I've been over it for a while now. Like, if it were me, like, hot take, but either make the Southern 500 at Darlington the biggest race of the year or the Bristol night race, fuck the Daytona 500. I am over it. Make that, make that race the road course. Okay. I don't care. And I know Zach's all Jesus, you are going, no, you're just going off, bro. I love it. Talk you know, your shit. This isn't, I'm not mad at this because of one Joy Lagana wreck. No, like this isn't even fun yeah. to watch. 
Joey Logano, you, honestly, is not even the straw that's breaking the camel's back. No. I feel like. it was. I think it was Newman's crash. We should have done something after Newman's that crash. That should, you know, I, I hate to say this, someone's going to die. It should have been Austin I, Dillon's crash. I feel like someone's going to get hurt or die before NASCAR yeah. even thinks about doing something. Someone will have to die for them to do anything. And then mm-hmm. it'll, we are at the same aero package, basically, that we, like we had in 2001 when Dale Sr. died. It's basically the exact same package where we have safer cars. Is it? Because, like, they had, didn't they have wickers they, on the top of the roof? I, I wouldn't say it's the exact same package like that. But it's, that. like, the same mean, concept. It, it performs very similar to 2001. I didn't know that. It's very similar. That the makes runs they're getting. The runs. That's it, the thing. The runs they're getting. And, like... It, the only difference, I guess, was like the handling. But if you yeah. look back at Dale Dale Earnhardt when he won his last race, mm-hmm. the I get yeah that makes sense. The runs he's getting, huh. yeah, and you know the blocking, blocking is what you know did Dale in right. You see Basically. blocking all the time with Brad, Joey, Hamlin, and they're like, oh, these blocks are getting ridiculous. NASCAR is the one who's making these drivers have to block like this. It's not yeah. the, the drivers are trying to win a damn. I'm right. If they're not doing their, if they're not trying to do that, try to win the race, they don't deserve their job. And that's yeah. what they're doing. NASCAR has given them a product that they have to race like this for. Like, I'm sorry, if Joey Logano drives like an asshole at Talladega Daytona, that's because he's trying to win a damn race. And he's won there a lot. So get over yeah. it. <laughs> Brad Keselowski's an asshole there too, and he's won. He's just high Jeff Gordon. He just won. And Dale Jr. Yeah. Yeah. He just won. He just won <laughs> which I predicted. Like you did. You did. He won. He. I didn't even realize. He. Okay, this is freaky. Joey Logano flipped in the iRacing race, the Pro Invitational, yeah, and Brad Keselowski won, and that happened again Sunday. Mm-hmm. Both those things. That's freaky. Um, but you know, I I don't want to sit around and wait for someone to die in one of these races. I'm sick of it. It. This isn't racing. Like I said, it's not. It's just for. It's just for show. Which I, I get. That's NASCAR's whole thing is for show. Then why the hell aren't we at Talladega every week? Until we kill someone. Let's just do it. Like I was going to say, why don't we plate race every week? But they tried. They tried. They tried. They actually fucking, excuse my language, because I said fucking very aggressively there. They mm-hmm. said they tried to do that. They tried to have Daytona and Talladega <laughs> at Charlotte Motor Speedway. Yep. Um, it didn't really work, if I'm honest. Even the all-star no. race, it's like the 20-lap segments people saw. Like, oh, yeah, this is good. No, yeah. dumbass. No. Did y'all see the end of the race where Daniel Soros just couldn't close in on Kevin Harvick? Because I right. did. Y'all I, I'm sorry. See, Fuck this aero package. I don't I'm know. I'm to really... Kansas this weekend. Yeah, I, no. I'm I'm so pissed off, and I'm going to the Kansas race this weekend. I'm so <laughs> mad at NASCAR, but I'm here done I am with going. NASCAR. <laughs> I, um, no, like I'm very heated, and I have been heated about these races for a while. It's like I've seen so many drivers nearly die now. Like I was too young to really remember Dale Earnhardt's crash. Yeah, I wasn't. Really and like all the drivers before, like I thought Ryan Newman died. I thought we've Kyle, never seen Ky- a NASCAR Kyle Bush driver it, die. Have we? Kyle Bush, no, not since Dale Earnhardt. Yeah, we've Kyle never... Bush's Kyle Bush had broke his leg and they yeah. fixed that at Daytona. I was worried about him. And like the 2013 yeah. Daytona Xfinity crash. Kyle Larson. That's why I joined NASCAR Twitter back in the day, by the way. Oh, shit. I, that's mm-hmm. when I joined because like I need to know. 
I need yeah. to know. I'm so nervous. I was mostly worried about the fans. Yeah, but those I more need the to know. Thing, but yeah. Which also, we didn't even mention that. If you go to Daytona and Talladega, I feel like you're at risk. Mm-hmm. Which I sure as hell ain't gonna sit down low at Daytona Talladega. I ain't going. Sorry. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I'm just frustrated because like we're just NASCAR's playing with fire. They got so lucky with Ryan Newman. So lucky. So lucky. And the fact that he he made it right, and like re- miraculously recovered. I don't know how he did that. And yeah. the NASCAR doesn't it's really like, do anything. Ryan Newman came like, back like nothing happened. Like, and Joey Logano was on uh, SiriusXM this morning saying, like, there's still two races left with this car, Gen 6. The Gen 7's coming up. Are they, is anything going to change? Like, something needs to change. Like, and Joey said himself, like, someone's going to die if we don't do something. And, you know, these NASCAR drivers have said this all the time, every yeah, race, and I get it. 2005, the race you watched, Mark Martin said something, right? Yeah, yep. And people on Twitter like, oh, there's always such, like, overreactions whenever something happens, blah, blah, blah. It's and like cars have been flipping forever at Daytona and Talladega. It's like, you guys, like, there's, there's been 20, what, 20 years now of just close calls, luck, like... We take safety for granted. If, if, if Dale Earnhardt didn't die, we would have lost so many more drivers. So many more. That's what, that's that's what made NASCAR do something. Like, Adam and Petty... Like, and um, who else? Other a bunch of people died in two thousand that that year. Like John John Nemechek was mm-hmm. one of them. There's a lot, but like it's not a fun topic to talk about. But I'm like, we are in 2021. F1 and IndyCar arguably more dangerous. They have a halo and an aero screen. Like they've done more. I feel like I I, like, I, I won't say I would, NASCAR hasn't made safety innovations. NASCAR in the last has. Few years. They definitely have made huge safety in But it's like, if you race at Daytona and Talladega, I don't know how, you can't make the cars that that safe. Yes. What I'm saying is F1 and IndyCar have tried in the recent years to try preventing stuff. And unfortunately for them as well, they waited until people died as well. NASCAR, Daytona, Talladega, someone's going to die. It's going to be the the reason, the reason's going to be the track. Like, I get it. Eric Almarola broke his back at Kansas. And Kyle Busch, that was just like a spin, didn't yeah. roll or whatever. Mm-hmm. Incidents are going to happen. Injuries are going to happen. Yes. Daytona and Talladega are preventable. We do not need And to also race the them. frequency of what wrecks is higher. Yeah. It, that's just, that's data. That's hard data. Stage yeah. racing. There's data to suggest mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. wrecks are higher with stage racing. Mm-hmm. Brought up my Avery Hage. I think he I, showed me that graph too. Like mm-hmm. we talked about it the last Talavega episode. You could right, probably right. find it. Like I feel like since I'm repeating myself, but I'm very heated because I don't want to see a driver die. So, and, so here's the yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. I feel honestly, my prediction is someone's gonna die. And I hate saying that. Yeah. That's spooky. Mm-hmm. To just say someone's gonna die at Daytona and Talladega, and that's when NASCAR will consider, yep. consider consider changing super speedway racing. Here's the thing. I think there's a balance. I feel like I used, maybe this was my younger dumb self, but I feel like I used to enjoy super speedway racing. I used to also. 
Yeah. Even then, I think they probably tore up too much cars. Because that's also a thing. We mm-hmm. don't need to tear up a bunch of cars. Like that's it's just, just a waste of money. It's a waste of money. Like... These are delicate machines. Mm-hmm. Like we don't need to wreck them every week. I feel like what can they do at Daytona and Talladega? I think they need to find a new way to race there that mm-hmm. it can involve drafting. I, I personally I hated it at the time was happening, but like the two car tango or whatever, I'd almost rather they go back to that. Yeah, but even it then, looks stupid. It looks stupid, but like I'd almost rather them go back to that. Like I get it, Carl Edwards flip and 09 or 08, whenever that happened. And the Xfinity Daytona crash in 2013. Like I feel like, yeah, I feel like it's more just like the need to bump draft to go faster. Maybe we have to ban bump drafting. I don't. I mean, they've done that in the Xfinity series, and they still kind of wreck a lot, but they kind of they suck. They, yeah. <laughs> well, also, like, guys get runs and they don't know what to do with them. It's just, like... Mm-hmm. I feel like you just need to separate the cars. Yeah. And, like, they can't get as big of runs. Mm-hmm. And maybe... I, I thought about, can they even take the restrictor plates off at all? They don't have restrictor plates anymore. Or, you know what I meant. Like... Yeah. Make just them... like give them Make them not have to be in a pack, is what you're saying. Like, give them their full power. You know what I mean? Because I don't think they have their full power. Like, if they had the 750... Yeah. I think they I, have the 550 package with the big spoiler. I think I'm that's what they sure have. They're, I'm pretty sure they only go that fast because they're in a draft. So I feel like they wouldn't crack 200. I could be wrong. I don't know. I don't but, know either. I think... I don't know. I, why the fuck they slow these cars down for? Me, well, even then, it's like, as long as... Honestly, if you let the cars go faster to where handling's mm-hmm. important... They will spread out a little bit. They'll they will still yeah. draft. That's the thing. If you watch the Indy 500, yeah, that's the kind of like pack racing that's yeah. still racing because they still are in a line. But it's like right. you have to be very methodical. Like honestly, I think the old Gen Six racing was kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Like I'm kind of a fan of train racing in terms of like I don't know who's gonna break the seal and go, right. Um, but also I feel like a high frequency of wrecks and the easy ability to pass that just makes it that people train race so it actually yeah. makes the racing product worse people say this racing is so good yeah. it's good for literally like five it's good laps. For like five laps yeah and then they're in a train and then I got someone and then like they wreck. I made a comment like, oh, now we're going to be in a train for a while. And then someone's like to me, I thought you hate, I thought you didn't want them to be in like a pack because they're going to wreck. I'm like, just because I, like, this isn't good either. They can't, tr- watching a single file for 80 laps, that's not fun either. Again, I enjoyed um, the but... stage one race to the end. I enjoyed mm-hmm. it. And then they fucking wrecked, which I felt like yeah. ruined it. I feel like Super Speedway races are always just, like, there's such a buzzkill. Like, especially, I was really interested with the restart with, like, eight to go. And this is also a good segue for the next thing we're going to talk about. There's a good race for the lead. Um, Mm -hmm. Like, a really good race for the lead. I think this was... Didn't Truex's caution bring out the overtime? The tire? Yeah. Yeah, there's, like... There was he also when they were single file, I was very excited to see what, who was going to break the seal because yeah. Kozlowski was in the same position he was in at the Daytona 500. 
Yeah, and McDowell was, just, was up there. It was all the same players almost. I think it was like, who was leading? Was it Blaney? It was the Benedetto. It was the Benedetto. So it was like the same thing. It's just the Benedetto instead of Blaney or uh, Logano. Right, yeah. yeah. It was the same thing. And I was just like, and also Harvick was fourth. And I, th- I think it was yeah. the exact same thing. I was like, oh my God, how is it going to play yeah. out this time? See, look, I was genuinely excited for it. I, that's why yeah. I like train racing, especially see, as and- it gets closer to the end. I liked it at the end. I wanted to see what happened. I agree. Exactly. That's racing. I just want to see what happens. It doesn't need to mm-hmm. be this whole fucking show. I just want to see what happens. Um, mm-hmm. Then Truex cut a tire, didn't pit. Um, that was a manipulation of the race. and I Because he wanted them it. to wreck. They showed him with like a flat tire for like two laps. Yeah. And then he, then they, then they blew up. So. Yeah, they were betting on him to, or betting... They were betting on the field to wreck, and then they'll catch a caution. Um, that didn't happen. The yeah. tire got out on track. NASCAR should have black flagged him. I don't know. There's no way he was meeting pace. They need to but... get. They need to get. He needs to get penalized for that. Like the team I agree. needs to get penalized Strongly. for that heavily. That's interfering with and the race. The other thing is, they probably wanted the Toyotas to get back up there, have a chance to win the race. They're probably Possibly like, "Go stay too. out, stay out." Yeah. Maybe that too. We we won't know. Yep. Um. And, you know, know, I was like, oh, my God, now there's going to be a terrible crash because it's just because everyone's going to be all bunched up together. We're not going to be single file now. God, I thought someone was about to hit the catch fence. I felt honestly. sick. I was like, yeah. But, no, Truex, 19 team, they should be penalized. That's ridiculous. Like, even if it wasn't intentional, there's like, oh, stay out. Might be caution. You had a flat tire. Get the hell off the track. Get off the track. Black, there's no reason. Black flag. You, you just passed out. pit road. Mm-hmm. Like, that's. That's unacceptable. Mm-hmm. Unacceptable. Um, and it's this is a racing series, bro. Mm-hmm. And NASCAR. Well, again, NASCAR doesn't have any integ- integrity with their racing no. product. Jennifer Jokob was supposed to be in this race, but randomly they were like, "No, I don't think we're gonna let her. She's not qualified enough." Like but you she's can. Done, she's done more races at Talladega than probably many. Quinn Half. Quinn Half. Yeah. Quinn Half, and there's been a bunch of drivers that got to start. Yeah. At racetracks i get talladega is different like i remember when danica patrick wanted to make her debut they made her run the arca race yeah and like and i think montoya had to also before he could start something like that yeah i think he Uh, ran some bush races or something too like the year before like i don't know it's so hit or miss that that whole situation was stupid and now this weekend at kansas matt mills has never been in a cup car same situation as jennifer joe cobb runs exactly the same as approved i guess to run kansas yeah does that make sense because like, like i have nothing I'm, against matt mills but it's like they act like they care about the driver's safety at talladega but then they really don't. Why are we racing there why are we racing there why are they still <laughs> racing like i again i'm of the opinion that the daytona 500 and the talladega they can they can exist in nascar i just think and i'm included in this we've just been so desensitized to, yeah that's a word De- desensitized to crashes yeah like mm-hmm. i'm thinking about brad Keselowski's daytona 500 wreck he had on the final lap i'm just like put yourself in that like put yourself in the car mm-hmm. and have it happen to you every time you race there you're also, testing fate by the way Derek um lancaster mm-hmm. on a ventilator right now from the arca race 
I mean, that's like a more of a fire crash thing. That was a fire incident, but yeah, still. But also, like, any time... Wrecks are more frequent at Daytona mm-hmm. and Talladega. That's just... Mm-hmm. You can prove that with numbers. Um, I feel like the only way to really fix that is to get get cars off of each other. You just yeah. have to. You can't have cars in big packs. Mm-hmm. You just can't. I'm sorry. Yeah. And they the two-car tandem, you're still on their bumper about yeah. to fucking knock them sideways. Like in that case, so you're only it's only like one car that you're with. That's why I, I feel like it's a bit yeah. better. I feel like in the nineties almost, it's like I feel like they raced a lot better because the cars were mm-hmm. so much number one handling was worse. So it's like Right. You didn't have all this confidence to like go three wide and like shove the fuck out of Joey Logano's back bumper and see right. that Logano wreck started because there were like four cars all accordion together and something had to give. Right. And Hamlin got and loose. Again, that's just a factor of this racing. NASCAR is putting these guys in this situation. The drivers are just in it for the they're along for the ride, basically. And they have to bump draft. You and have to bump are, draft and you have to block. Yep. People are like, oh my god, I can't believe Stenthouse did that. It's like, you guys, this is how this racing goes. Mm-hmm. It's no one's fault. But I also thought it was funny, though, because someone like, last night said, Ricky Stenthouse hasn't caused a plate crash since 2018. That that was funny. That was funny. <laughs> I was like, didn't he just, I will I mean, admit, that was funny. Like, he didn't cause it, but if Ricky wasn't no. there, it wouldn't have yeah. been. <laughs> he was a factor. Mm-hmm. But, <laughs> I don't know. It's... It's annoying. They I don't... Need, they need to fix it. Like, this isn't mm-hmm. sustainable for the cars or for the drivers. Yeah. It's just not. No. And then, you know, NASCAR gets on the national media. Like, I had, I had another person tell me, like, oh, NASCAR's going to get on the national news now because of this wreck. I'm like, that's not a good thing. I feel like that oh, also didn't happen. It didn't happen. No, I don't think so. No, but like, like you know, these huge crashes, like the Newman crash, the Austin Dillon crash, they get all these huge media. Yeah, the Newman crash. Yeah, it's always bad things. And it's like that's not positive. Yeah, like I would. It ain't, stuff it like Bubba happen. Wallace speaking out is positive. Like stuff like yes, that. It, yeah, but like it won't happen. But like if we had like a really awesome race to the finish and like they're bumping and banging mm-hmm. that makes us like sports center or something yeah. which won't happen because espn doesn't give a shit right. but like oh look at this fun finish that happened that'd be cool but like yeah. you're not or gonna like get a cool pop- story happen yeah. like a denny hamlin won three straight days on a five oh i really like, wish that was in the that time. was in the news when hamlin was going for three in a row God, that was I he was that. like interviewed yeah. yeah i saw that on my local news because he's from chesterfield which is near richmond yeah. um also, Bubba Wallace is not a good example because of all the negative attention he got last year. I apologize for that. That was not a good example. <laughs> well, I know all, what you're saying, though. I know, like, yeah, like, when he was, like, oh, NASCAR's only black drivers talks about Black Lives Matter. Yeah. That's good. Not the mm-hmm. Talladega stuff. The, the, yeah. other, the other other Talladega stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I think that, is that all we got to talk about? Fucking. I, I just want to say that I think NASCAR as a whole would be in a much better place in the world if the biggest race wasn't a shit show they throw in a 500 yeah. and then the other biggest race the talladega race if they would have promoted the bristol night race or darlington thousand five hundred, i think yeah. they would be a much better. i mean because like i think the, there's a way I, I also think it'd be really cool if the indycar's biggest race is memorial day and nascar's biggest race is labor day 
with at Darlington. That would be. I think that'd cool. be. But you know, can't get everything. Maybe an alternate universe, but. I I remember tweet I tweeted recently that oh that's a good way to revive the Daytona 500, but I don't remember. I don't remember what the context was. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to look for it. It was mm-hmm. something like I don't know. I also. By the way, I really love pit strategy plate racing. It might have been about that. Mm-hmm. My favorite parts of plate races right now are like the middle of stages where they like their own different pit cycles and it's all about like mm-hmm. who's drafting better when everyone's broken up. That right. shit's cool. That shit's cool. I'm going to say it right now. That shit's cool. And I think that's why I think there's a way to have plate racing or super speedway racing mm-hmm. and still have drafting be a factor, but it's like the closing rate, like you cannot put a billboard on the back of these cars anymore. No, that I'm seems sorry. to be what Logano is saying is the main factor is the giant ass spoiler, and then he's also saying he has a roll bar right above his head. Like, yeah, those are the two things Joey is kind of focusing on in his like tour of trying to get NASCAR to change something. So yeah, like I don't know, man. Yeah, whatever. And we, but, we still have two more races like this with this car. Yeah, and one is a playoff decider, like who gets into the playoffs, which I just think mm-hmm. is the worst fucking idea under these circumstances. Not yeah. only are are we going to race, I mean, honestly, at Talladega and stuff, they do that anyway. Like my theory is, all teams that can't win at other tracks, mm-hmm. they focus on their super speedway cars. They put all of their resources into those cars. Yeah, because that's their chance to get into the playoffs and get. And I don't like that. I don't either. I don't like that. And that's on the playoffs. Um, but that's another yeah. issue. Um, well, yeah, do you want to talk about IndyCar? Yeah, let's, makes, let's talk about happy. actual racing. Yeah, actual racing makes me happy. Mm-hmm. I like it. Um, IndyCar at St. Pete. Colton Herta uh, dominated. Colton Herta kicked ass. That was awesome. Mm-hmm. Even though he dominated, Joseph Newgarden was still like, you know, he got up to third. I'm like, oh, here he comes. He got up to second. Yeah. Then he was closing in on Colton at a point, but Colton had a better pit stop, and Joseph got held up by Rossi. And then and Colton Joseph also had there. the red tires on. Mm-hmm. So, like, Colton Which just I, managed his tires and easy. Yeah. One of the late race restarts, Joseph had the shot, I think, to get around him with those red tires. Couldn't get it done. He tried. He was really and close. He, yeah, really close. I mean, it's a street his, course. Mm-hmm. So, so if he tight. gets if he gets by him, it's gonna be mm-hmm. hard. Like yeah. passing's hard. And Joseph said in his post interview that once like the tie, he felt the tires were done. He's like, I just maintained seconds. I didn't want to overdo it. I had a shot at the win, so I was gonna go for it. But I wasn't gonna push beyond losing seconds. We're already in a hole. Yeah, and that's why. Place. Yep, that's that's why he's a two time champion. Because yep. the only thing worse than DNF in one race is a DNF in two races. Because already, yeah. And I was saying this on Twitter. I feel like IndyCar at um, street circuits is like, it's like NASCAR at Martinsville and other short tracks because I don't know, because I don't know why. It's not because like they're making contact with each other. It's just more like, I mean, I don't know. Cause IndyCar, mm-hmm. they do kind of rub wheels. I don't, let me look up that tweet. IndyCar. I don't know. Sunday when I was watching the IndyCar race, I was just really feeling street circuits in NASCAR. Like, let's see. Time does not know. 
Where... NASCAR said that they're like there's reports that NASCAR is going to run the Chicago street course at yeah. early as next year. So that'd be really interesting. Why did I say, maybe it's because like they fuck up a lot too. Like, I don't know why I said street circuits are the short tracks of IndyCar. The action maybe, maybe it's all about the action. Cause, uh, cause we saw a lot of re like mm -hmm. contact. A lot of contact. Yeah, yeah, I guess it is then, but it's not like, like at Martinsville, you're supposed to make contact. You're not supposed to make contact in an Indy car. So that's not really what I meant. Right. But it's like the same kind of thing. Um, I don't know. I'm a fan of street courses now. I'm excited oh, for the too. Nashville one, even though it kind of looks dumb, but. Right. The Nashville one should be interesting. Yeah. They go over the bridge and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I got distracted. So let, let's talk about <laughs> some of the contact that we're referring to. Yeah, so, so Sato, Sato and, and James Hinchcliffe. Uh, what did you think of this when you saw this? Because you and I had different opinions, I think. Didn't I say, describe the wreck again. Wasn't it, um, let me. Well, they're, let me they're coming down to turn one. Right, and at the right. last minute, Sato dives down to the bottom and oh, just kind of bumps into Hinch and pushes him up. That gives Hinch a flat tire. Uh, in my eyes, oh, okay. I got it. Hinch, in, in my eyes, Sato kind of made the move a little late. Ooh, that was, I'm watching it right now. That was kind of late, bro. That was kind of yeah. late. <laughs> it was a classic, it was a classic Takuma Sato move. Um, and he had a lot of, he had like another foot or two down low that he probably could have went to give James room, but <laughs> but uh, James put on in on social media, Instagram and Twitter, that he was sadoed. Because he's like not even race. beside him as they're breaking. That's no, the thing. No. It's like, if you're not beside, like Alex, you play the F1 game. I do. If you're like, a dive bomb is when you're behind someone in the breaking zone mm -hmm. and then you squeeze in yeah. inside of them as y'all are turning in. Like, he had another two, three feet. I think he could have went down to try and... Uh, yeah. And then, like, okay, to be fair, like, I think it's still... I'm still kind of leaning towards this racing incident, and I felt like... Mm -hmm. Excuse me. I, I would it, say it is. I, I blamed it, it on Hinch, because I feel like he didn't give him enough room. From the angle I he have, it's hard to time, see. He, he didn't get, have enough time to react to what Sato was doing. Yeah. I don't think. Because he probably was like, oh, what the fuck? He's here. And then, oh, the fuck? He just hit me. Then boom. Hits a, yeah. Because it's like when you do a dive bomb move like that, you've got to give that dude in the outside room because he's probably not even expecting you in the first place. Like, you right. got to use the curb. He did, I don't think Sato used the curb. I don't I don't think Sato did anything, like, wrong, per se. This is, like, racing. Yeah. I'm just like, it's on Sato. That's why Hinchcliffe got a flat tire. It's aggressive. It's super aggressive. It was super aggressive. Maybe It wasn't clean, either. Maybe yeah. unnecessary. I don't think it was clean. They're running for like mid pack somewhere. It wasn't. Yeah. I don't think it was worth that kind of move. If that was for the win, it's I, could, I could, I could see an argument for that. Because it's like a street but, course and it's hard to pass, and turn one's mm -hmm. the best passing zone. I'm like, okay, don't right, do right. it again though, because like you're gonna piss yeah. people off. I mean, that's the thing. Yeah. That I think one of my favorite parts about NASCAR, low key, mm -hmm. is that the drivers can kind of police themselves mm -hmm. most of the time. Um, yeah. IndyCar drivers, the stewards don't really get involved a lot, which I like. They will get involved mm -hmm. if it's, uh, you know, something fucked up. 
But yeah. most of the time, they don't get involved. They just kind of let the drivers talk it out, especially like James yeah. Hinchcliffe and Takuma Sato. They're veterans of the series, I think. Yeah. You know, if they have problems, it's more like in NASCAR, especially when young drivers, Noah Gregson, when they do stuff <laughs> like that, yeah. they need to get talked to because they're mm -hmm. they're stupid. And you know, I was thinking about this myself. Um, and related to the next topic too, but more so this one's is kind of similar. Mm -hmm. When Santino, Santino Ferrucci got into Joseph Newgarden at Gateway, I was like, wait a minute, this is kind of the same sort of situation. And I'm siding up with Sato this time. I'm like, is this because I like Joseph or am I wrong? So I, look, I went back and looked actually, and I'm like, this is at an oval and they're going a lot ovals faster. are different. Yeah, ovals are different. So different. Santino was in the wrong and nearly, that could have been, bad and you know that's that's going back to an nascar thing i'm like oh they're just the drivers have to control themselves but like this is but they're paid to win they're paid they're paid to win and Santino wasn't going for a win here and i don't know i didn't like that yeah i'm looking up the the gateway wreck right now not the wreck but the incident right now yeah because i don't remember it because like he was going Santino basically just kind of not full throttle, but just kind of flew in there. Joseph had, was already there. Yeah, eight wheels. Santino just kind of slammed into him, and then Joseph went over and yelled at him after the race. I just saw that meme where Joseph looks disappointed in the PPG colors. Yeah, yeah. All right, I'm I looking that photo. at the. Oh, wait! Yeah, it's no, it's like Santino. Like he was like mid corner. He was in front of Joseph. Maybe this was after the fact. I don't know. But Joseph was like mid corner. Santino was like off turn four, like kind of slow. And then Joseph had to go under and he got loose because he was on the fucking apron to avoid Santino. Yeah. yeah. So all I'm saying is, is like younger drivers, that was kind of unnecessary for that. But I don't know. I think the Sato Hinch thing's more of a race incident. Sato was probably a little too aggressive. Yeah, because it's like Sato, that's just, he's aggressive. Yeah, um, and it and ruined Hinchcliffe's day. It did. But also, perhaps, if you see Sato dive-bombing you, maybe give him room. <laughs> more room than you think you should. And that's but not I don't, like... I don't think he had time to react to that. Yeah, and I also don't think that, you know, maybe it is wrong on Sato, but you know, if, it ruined if his day. Formula, if this were Formula One, Sato would have got a penalty for that. Yeah, yeah. And so I think it's like a thing where it's like it's a. But this ain't F one. Like, so it's not F one, and I'm glad. I don't like how much F one polices their race. Oh, I agree. I agree. I think it's it's. I mean, I'm I can live with it because mm -hmm. honestly, yeah, it makes the racing better. But yeah, whatever. Um, um, another incident that happened uh, was Alexander Rossi and Graham Ray Hall. That shit was funny. That shit this, was funny. This was kind of funny. See, um, look, I love street courses in IndyCar. Yeah. That shit's, they make contact. They cut each other's tires. That shit's funny because IndyCars aren't supposed to make contact. So when they cut right. each other's tires, it's funny. Right. So uh, Rossi was coming off the pits. His t like first lap on these new tires, so they're cold tires. Uh, Ray Hall's coming a lot faster than Rossi is at the moment. Mm -hmm. Um. It looks like Ray Hall's trying to pass him, and then Rossi's still there, and they just went right in. At first, without knowing Rossi just came out of the pits, or I don't know, something happened. I thought it was on Ray Hall. I think I just don't like Graham Ray Hall. Yeah, so Rossi <laughs> just came out of the pits, and he mm -hmm. Rossi drove Graham, like, 
to the inside. Like he was trying uh-huh. to defend that as hard mm-hmm. as he could. And I'm watching. Ooh, that was kind of on Rossi, bro. I feel like I again yeah. the angle they showed. See, I can't really tell. I need looking like an back. Looking back, I think it's on Rossi. I think he was. Yeah, I just don't like Graham Ray Hall. That's why I found it funny because I don't like yeah. Graham Ray Hall. <laughs> <laughs> right. IndyCar is so fun. I love this. I love IndyCar, but like. I was like, oh my God, why did Ray Hall do that? Then I'm like, wait a minute. Then I look back and I'm like, oh yeah, that was, I mean, that was on Rossi. But like, you know, Graham's Ray Hall was That's just trying to pass. He was just trying to pass yeah. him. And he it wasn't like, like a dive bomb. Yeah. He was there. Yeah, Ray Hall was there. That Ray Hall didn't do anything wrong. It's just Rossi opinion. shoved them both like very shallow mm-hmm. into the corner. And I mean, I played the F1 game enough to know that the yeah. rules are going to touch when you yeah. shove them that far in. Like Rossi should have, what I mean, in hindsight, he had cold tires, I guess, but back off and like try to cross yeah. over, even though it doesn't like, really work. Ray Hall was Graham was still a lot faster than Rossi at this point. Yeah, because it takes a few laps for the tires to really get going. In hindsight, for Rossi, if I were him, I'd be like, "Well, I probably shouldn't have." I guess, and I guess what he's thinking is, "I don't want to lose any spots." Yeah, he's trying but to fight because you can't really pass. In hindsight, he just wrecked. So yeah, he should have just let Graham go. I mean, obviously, hindsight's twenty twenty, but. On the topic of Alexander Rossi, did you see Joseph Newgarden's interview about what happened in this race? No, I didn't. He, he said that, oh, yeah, it looks like Colton Herta is the number one Andretti driver this year. <gasps> so, Rossi's probably, Rossi's probably pissed, and Joseph's right, by the way. Like, Joseph's right. I mean, he ain't yeah. wrong, but, you know, Rossi drives over his head sometimes. He has been. This, pa- this was... This was another moment. He should have won St. Pete last year. He should have won St. Pete last year. He made a mistake. And, and you know, the been... Indy 500, he drives really aggressive and he wrecks himself. Um, Joseph he... saying that. Did he wreck himself? Yeah. Well, did he... Oh, does... last year he did. He, he did. Yeah. You're right. But what I'm saying is Joseph, I think, I don't know if he did it on purpose, but Joseph's kind of like getting in Rossi's head or trying I mean, to. Think about Maybe. Rossi was his biggest contender in 2019, but yeah. Rossi had a lot of DNFs, like Texas. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if that was his fault. It was him and Dixon. No, not Texas. I'm thinking of Herda and Dixon. Sorry, not Texas, but um, there were a lot of examples. <laughs> yeah, Pocono wasn't his fault. That was a that was a Talladega. Um, I don't know. Anyways, yeah, like but yeah, there was races I, I thought, that Rossi lost points. I thought Joseph saying that was very interesting because I'm like, oh, he getting in his head. Joseph, I'm telling you. Joseph's winning the championship championship this year because Dixon doesn't look as good. He's Dixon, Dixon is consistent. <laughs> Here's the thing though, Dixon he's not like winning winning races right now. Yeah. Which I mean, I don't know. Maybe we'll, I'm just we'll going see. off of last he, year. Didn't he sweep the Texas races last year, Scott Dixon? And he was good at like he should have maybe won the Indy five hundred. So he's gonna be yeah. the favorite to this weekend. Um right. I don't. I wouldn't say Dixon's not the favorite still. I don't. Th- I'm not saying. I feel like he's not the clear favorite. You know what I mean? I feel like. Right. I don't think there is a clear favorite. That's in the IndyCar. thing. I don't think. I don't think Dixon. Personally, I just don't think Dixon's going to win again the championship. I think he'll finish mm. like. At worst, he won't be in contention, but he'll still finish like third or fourth. Okay. Because he's just that consistent. Like he's, he's not never won up. a back-to-back championship before, which is interesting. Yeah, his career is very long. Like it's crazy. Uh, yeah, like two thousand three is when he started, which is so weird to me. 
Um, I did want to mention Pato Award. Like last week, I was giving him all sorts of praise. Ooh, what a week. terrible, terrible rough race week. for him. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what it is. With it's like he he just was not happy with this car, and it seemed like when they would change around the tire compounds, he was just not being able to adjust or something. I feel like this week convinced me that McLaren sucks in mm-hmm. IndyCar. I think yeah, and you, I think Alex, you have been saying that. I have been saying Alex- that McLaren ASMP <laughs> is not that good. Auto is out running their equipment. You've been saying that, and I was like, no, I think honestly they got their shit together. No, because I that was a, a disaster. I'm a Felix fan too. You are a Felix you. fan. I feel like Felix has not been running that good, especially at St. Pete. Where I'm looking up the results because I don't remember. By the way, um, clap it out for Jack Harvey. Good race for, for yeah, him. really good race for Jack Harvey. That's, they're building. But, you know, that seven car is ass. Felix Rosenquist is better than running like 15th all race. Yeah. The Loki last year, he was like kind of mid pack in that Ganassi car. Sometimes. Well, I know, but he, he was be- like, he, he was like running with like Jimmy Johnson. Well, not Jimmy Johnson, but like he was running in the back. Yeah. Most like he, most of the race, he finished 12th, which seems like a good salvage, but also a lot of other people had problems. Yeah. Like Graham Rahal finished 15th. And, you know, yeah. Alex, what like, happened to. Alex Pillow. Oh, I Alex Pillow was just kind of mid pack all day. He, he finished like seventeenth, one lap down. I think he had oh. an issue. He had an issue. He must have had an issue. I don't remember. I remember roughly. Um, I don't know, but I've been saying that Pato Award outruns this McLaren equipment, and I've also been saying that Roger Penske should be like side eye emoji, or Austin Cindric's dad should be like side eye emoji. Yeah, to get him in like the 22 or something. Because so Pato yeah. finished 19th because he, I know he, they had to change his front wing on like the last stop mm-hmm. because they were having trouble mm-hmm. with it. Um, That makes me, I'm convinced he's not the one that's going to win the championship anymore now. I'm convinced. Mm-hmm. I think honestly it is Joseph and Colton. That's the two. And I'm not and saying you know, that just because of I, the race. But like, let me say this. Uh, let me say this. Okay, yeah, Kyle, I'm Kyle Petty. Petty. <laughs> uh, Scott Dixon is the only one of the championship contenders, like serious championship contenders, who has not had an issue. Well, yeah. All, and that's Scott already. Dixon. Already. Race two. I'm thinking him, <laughs> Colton Herta, Joseph Newgarden. Yep. Scott Dixon. Those, those are the three. You know, this could be the year of Colton Herta. I, it's, it feels we like it. I smell it. We didn't get to see how he could do at Barber because he was in that lap one wreck. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I don't know. I think I think you have to beat Scott Dixon in the Indy 500 to win the championship. That's going to be yeah. big. Um, but they're also well. But let yeah. me check the points. Sorry, I actually check right the points now, for IndyCar. I don't check the points for NASCAR. <laughs> Dixon is, or I don't know about Dixon, but Herda is only minus four points from the lead already. Which is crazy because he DNF'd. Yeah, but that's oh, that's New why Garden's I like IndyCar's the, point system because they really and New Garden is tenth in points. Yeah, mm. New Garden is tenth in points. Yeah, and Colton that's, is. Oh my God! How does the IndyCar point system work again? I think you get a lot for a win. You get a but, fucking lot. And I like that more than like how NASCAR does it. But that's a, a yeah. Topic. That's why like the NASCAR point system is actually. Mm-hmm. If they if NASCAR did a full season point system, the 2003 system's better than the 2011 system because the thing oh, is, 
if the winner gets more points, there's more chance of like someone winning and then whoever they're trying to pass in the championship, that means they could have finished like ninth and they still lost because you just right. get so many points. Mm-hmm. So an IndyCar first gets 50, second gets 40. So it's a difference of only 10 points. So I guess that, uh, I guess that Barber, well, Colton, Colton, Colton went back out for a couple of laps to pass all the other guys in that lap one crash and okay. he was pissed off. He wanted to go home, but like it might pay dividends to the championship. Yeah. Cause he's 15 points ahead. So he yeah. got like five points at Barber on Joseph and then 10 here yeah. plus actually bonus points too, because wait, he got the pole. Leading Colton at got least the pole too. Oh shit! So most laps led. Okay, no, because okay, tw- well, I don't think there are twenty-five cars at Barber. Anyways, never mind. There are twenty-four. Because twenty-five on back is the same amount of points. So the pole yeah. award is one point. Leading at least one lap is one point. Leading mm-hmm. the most laps is two points. And Joseph didn't lead a lap, I don't think. Okay, so he gained like what, like fourteen points on him in that race alone okay so really winning a race is more like it's a guaranteed um 51 points okay Mm -hmm. sorry brain no you're fine um breaking down how indycar works (laughs) that's interesting though isn't it Mm -hmm. colton heard this was an incredible performance people are already like oh my god what if it goes to f1 i think you guys are a little ahead of yourselves oh my god they need to calm down with all that I, I don't want him to w- go to F1. No, I don't want him either. To, to do either. what? Finish 11th? With like, if, if he got a ride with, like, a huge team, sure. But, like, I don't want him to run mid-pack or low-pack. Um, I don't think F1 needs to be a thing a multi, that all drivers need to aim for. I think he could become a multi-time champion in IndyCar. So, I, I'd i rather him Yeah, don't pull him. a reverse Grosjean and yeah. go yeah. finish... 16th with a Haas car or some dumb shit. Yeah. Um, what about Jimmy Johnson and Dalton Kellett, who just got like, we're just allowed to like chill. Dalton Kellett got a front row seat in turn one at this so, race. They didn't throw a caution for him. It was funny. I think they eventually got him out of the car during that caution, but then they just left the car, which is really weird. Like, why not just tow it? It's literally yeah. right fucking there. Yeah. Like, are y'all that lazy? Uh-huh. I don't know. Um, Jimmy Johnson like stalled his car, which is a really hard corner. All these guys are like nearly locking it up there already. Then where he spun, these guys are always like coming off the corner really loose. So yeah. like, it's a second race. It's this tenth day in IndyCar. So like, yeah, again, he's having fun. But like, I'm honestly, excited to see where he is mm-hmm. when we go to like Long Beach, for example. Whatever yeah. tracks are at the end of the season, I want to see how yeah. he's doing then. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I mean, it's a learning process. And honestly, he can only get better. I'm not really worried about his performance. No. Um, I'll be worried about it more next year. Because, I mean, obviously, and this is, I hate admitting this, but Jimmy Johnson's a Danica Patrick right now. It's reverse Danica Patrick. Well, it's like, it's not less about being a woman, obviously. It's more about, oh, a NASCAR star is here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he is a marketing tool right now for Carvana. Oh, definitely. Um, and, and you know what? It's fine because yeah. we all know, and everyone else knows, Jimmy Johnson's a racer. He's a race mm-hmm. car driver. He's not doing this for pay, for fun, for whatever. He's no. doing this because he wants to be good at IndyCar. He does. Mm-hmm. Or just he wants to drive more vehicles. He wants to drive a race car. Yeah. And that's why he does IMSA too. That's why he wants to win the mm-hmm. Rolex 24. Um, 
you know, I think it's fine. Yeah. I'm not really no hard feelings to Jimmy. He's going to figure this out. Um, yeah. Honestly, he was, I mean, I feel like wrecking in an Indy car race is like, they weren't like bad wrecks. They didn't it's like a hurt second anyone. race. They didn't like, hurt anyone on. else. It's fine. Like, no. The only thing I'm worried about is him being lap traffic. That's the only bad thing, especially at somewhere like St. I When he was being lapped, I was like, oh no, Jimmy. But like he got out of the way. He's like, yeah. I don't want to be in any part of this. Like he did good. He did fine. Yeah. I just way. hope he doesn't like he he's probably good at it. I mean, oval racing yeah. teaches you about lap traffic, I feel like, but it's still different mm-hmm. on like a street course. Um yeah. also Paul Tra- I don't trust what Paul Tracy says, but he did say that Jimmy Johnson closed his delta from like two point five seconds off like the field to like one point five seconds. Factor I think there's cap, some- I don't know. I think there's some truth to that because I think in first practice he was like way off the pace. Yeah. But then by the time they did qualifying, he was like right. He, he outran Dalton Kelly in qualifying. Yeah. Hey, that, then let's celebrate the, that. Yeah. Let's celebrate that. <laughs> let's celebrate um, that. Yeah. Um, did you have an issue with IndyCar leaving Jimmy and Dalton where they were? I, with Jimmy, I, I think not. Jimmy was in a more dangerous spot. I think, oh, see, it's I'm conflicted because, like, I'm a person I don't want cautions. Right. At the same time. I like time, that they do that. Yeah, at the same time, I'm like, I'm like, he's probably, that's kind of dangerous. But that's the thing, though. I feel like they throw partial yellows, and I feel like that right. warns the drivers to, like, okay, mm-hmm. do not go balls fucking deep into this corner because right. you might hit this dude that's there. Right. Like mm-hmm. that's you know no and yeah. you're not here's the thing you're not supposed to overtake in yeah. um yellow flag zones which that works but people still might be trying to be pushing right so it's a weird thing I almost wish like there was somehow like a virtual like safety car or like a speed limit thing but yeah Aladega this weekend proved to me I really hate speed limits for pit road just give them a fucking pit limiter please yeah I don't get why that's not a thing. Because NASCAR has no integrity. Um, I don't know. I I like that there's like local yellows and stuff. But yeah, I feel like, like Jimmy Jimmy was in a dangerous spot, and poor Dalton Kelly was roasting out there. Yeah, for they a left, while. They left Jimmy out so they could do a pit cycle because apparently, yeah, like, I I like how IndyCar does that. They're like, okay, you guys can finish your pit cycle. But at the same time, I feel like I don't know. If yeah, could, it's an interesting topic. If they could figure out how to do a virtual safety car like F1, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know why racing series can't do that. Like, can they not manage a Delta? Do they not have that technology? I, right. I don't know. I think the IndyCar should. They have all these that high-tech steering wheel and all that. They got pushed a pass. Like, damn. I feel yeah. like if you got pushed a pass, you should be able to get some damn... Um, yeah. I don't know. Because NASCAR I, makes it seem like even pushed a pass is impossible. And, you know, NASCAR, they could do, like... Between these timing lines, which, like, they have timing lines everywhere. They just be like, okay, between this timing line and this timing line, there's a yellow. You know? Something like yeah. that. I feel like they could do that. That's probably what F1 does, really. It, but, like yeah, I tech. mean, yeah, like, I don't know how Delta, like, how you calculate that, but it's like, mm-hmm. you can't be going a certain, I don't know. By the I way, don't. the F1 game, teach me what Delta means. I finally understand that. Oh, and yeah. then Paul Tracy said it like a million times during the broadcast. I'm like, that's what that means. Oh, Except American what? Formula One. That's what we got here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I want to play the F1 game. Um, so, is that? Yeah, Dalton Kelly. I just felt bad for him. 
I get it. Funny. I get it. Mm-hmm. But I just felt bad for him. Yeah. Anything else about IndyCar? I love IndyCar. Please watch IndyCar. I know. You Good don't. race. We're going to Texas twice. It might be a mm-hmm. bad race because Texas sucks. Yeah. I'm probably to going suck. to I'm probably going to miss Saturday night race, but it's like it's Texas. So the PJ1 kind of destroyed the race for IndyCar yeah. at Texas. Lord, so. Sunday is going to be busy because we have Portimao F1, Texas IndyCar 2, and then mm-hmm. NASCAR at um, Kansas. So yeah. that's a lot. Oh, fun. Yeah. Before we make our picks for this weekend, uh, we have two to go. Mm-hmm. Are you ready? I need, I wish I had water, but I also need to pee at the same time, but I'll survive. Two to go, bike Vince Walsh. Maybe it's better I don't have water. Yeah? Keeps you on edge? All right. Hope y'all love my water sucking noises. Not not presented by Camping World. It's two to go. Because Camping World's canceled. (laughs) Yeah, we canceled Camping World on our podcast. All right. Three. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay. Three, two, one. If you could add any oval to the IndyCar <gasps> schedule, which would you pick? Oh, I get to pick one. Oh, yeah. Richmond, easy. That was an easy Richmond. question. If I didn't live in Richmond, I'd probably say, like, I don't know, I kind of, this is a hot take. I miss Pocono low-key. Really? That is a hot take. Or, well, Auto Club doesn't really exist anymore, but. Right. Put these bitches uh, would, at Bristol. I want to see them. Anyways, would you, Joseph would agree with you. Would you rather win a single championship or the Indy 500? Oh, Indy 500, like an Indy car? Yeah. Indy 500, easy. Okay. Most drivers would um, agree. The Indy 500's bigger. What is a dream sponsor you want to see in motorsports? Like I always... sponsor. I also just think, like, winning one race is just, like, so much cooler than a championship. Sorry, I didn't mean to keep going on that. <laughs> um, what We can sponsor? talk more about it after. What yeah. sponsor? What sponsor? Nintendo. Nintendo. I want to see, okay. like, those GameStop cars. Mm-hmm. That but Nintendo, like the Nintendo Switch, and then like half the car can be like right. Splatoon branding or Mario That'd be Kart. Cool. That'd be so cool. Besides Joseph, who is the prettiest indie car driver? <gasps> That's the gay part of the gay racing podcast. Shit. Indie car drivers. I don't there's one I it's gotta be obvious to me, but I feel like it's not. I feel like there's an obvious answer. For me at least. Oh, Pato! Sorry, Pato Award. Easy. He's <laughs> I hot. was gonna say. I was going to say Alexander Rossi. Oh, I don't find him that. Oh, okay. Like, Um, would I let him hit it? Oh, of course. Okay, true, true. But I I don't find him... Whatever. Pato's cute. Okay. Uh, Who was your favorite person to follow on Twitter, and why is it me? (laughs) I was going to say Denny Hamlin. (laughs) (laughs) Alex... Yeah. Um, yeah. well, you are pretty funny. I am pretty funny. You are entertaining, <laughs> you're smart, you're a legendary, you're a philanthropist, you're a movie mm. star, you're an actor. Oh, thank you. You're, thank you. You're one of Hollywood's <laughs> most influential people. And so I have much. him today on the Gay Racing Podcast. His name is Alex. <laughs> I'm honored to be mm-hmm. here. Um, that was two to go. <laughs> uh, to go back to the win a single championship or the Indy 500. Uh, this was a question Joseph was asked in his Q&A that he did on YouTube. Um, he said he would trade a championship uh, for one Indy 500 win. I would honestly, even 
when NASCAR was bigger and the championship mm-hmm. wasn't a fucking circus, I think the Daytona mm-hmm. 500 even then is bigger. IndyCar is different because IndyCar is just not that big, but the Indy 500 the, is big. The Indy 500 is the big race. See, it's like NASCAR. The peak of NASCAR is the Daytona 500. That's when NASCAR is the biggest. The mm-hmm. Indy 500 is bigger than IndyCar itself. That's yeah. what people don't realize, I feel like, yeah. about the 500. It's not just IndyCar. It, it's, it's just huge. Right. Like, okay. I feel like the Indy 500 is as big as F1, in my opinion. It, it should be. That's a big it, fucking event. I mean, you have F1 drivers talking about the Indy 500 all the time. Fernando, like, Alonso, Fernando Alonso wants to win the Indy 500 to complete his resume. Daniel Ricardo was talking about it recently. Lando Norris was asking about it. So yeah, oh, I feel like you you could see some. I more just remembered that virtual race they had at the Oval. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. If only we had the podcast back then. Oh, oh I know. That would have been fun. Um, Maybe Simon should get replaced. Because <laughs> yeah, now for, that pissed for a me off. virtual race. Like, for a virtual I was, race. I was mad at, like, both sides. I was like, okay, these Lando stands need to calm the fuck down. Right. But at the same time, what was Simon doing? Right. Oh, my God. And then Scott McLaughlin um, won, so. <laughs> he's a, he's so good at it. By the way, speaking of Scott McLaughlin, very impressed with him. Nearly, nearly got a top 10 in his third yeah. race in IndyCar. And he's I like doing his great. team. Me, I love it. Um, I think he's going to be a threat to win races in yeah. his next season. I was specifically year. talking about his Dex car he had because it reminded yeah. me of like a more classic Team Penske car, which I thought was cool. But mm-hmm. no, obviously his PPG cars mm-hmm. immaculate. Love it. And um, the shell, the shell cars normally always really nice, but normally I can't have nice things. <laughs> All right, let's make our picks, yeah. Alex. I'm. Are you ready, Zach? Um, so we're making two picks for each race, yes. right? Okay. So. I was thinking for IndyCar, we can do either way. We can either pick one driver for both races, or we can make two picks, whichever. I was thinking two picks because I feel okay. like it's unlikely the same driver is going to win both races. Scott Dixon did a year ago, right? He didn't win Am both that Texas races. They didn't race at Texas twice. You just made that up. Maybe I did. I hope every time we go to the race picks, I say some false stat, don't I? I know you do. You're capping. But, You're capping but. every time we go to race picks. I feel like... <laughs> Yeah, no, he did. There were n- the only double ovals. There was Iowa, which Joseph and Simon. I'm, think, I'm thinking of when he won Gateway. And I'm thinking of Gateway one. Did, did he, he win, win Gateway one? I think so. <laughs> did he but, win? Because Joseph won Gateway two. Yeah. And then I think he did. I think you're right. Wait, disaster. hold on, hold on, Alex. <laughs> Gateway, IndyCar, Scott Dixon. Let me just see what we get. I I, I think that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, it got his fiftieth win there okay. last Saturday. See, no, Saturday. I'm not I'm not I'm not absolutely full of shit during this. Saturday. Okay, no, he only won the one Texas race last year. Because anyway. I'm and he won the one Road America race, and then Felix won the second one. See, I because I feel like yeah, I want to make picks for both. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm thinking though. <laughs> anyway, um, I anyway. am. Who do I want? Who's good at them tracks? Well, let me look at who finished there last year. Okay. I Is think it I that know deep, my... though? Texas IndyCar 2020, blah, blah, blah. 
Um, I need to talk. Hold up. Who? Okay, never mind. I'll just come up with something. I got. I got it. I got okay. it. I think. I hope. I'm nervous. I think I'm ready. I'm trying to decide which one for which race, though. See, okay. ugh, IndyCar picks are so hard. They are really difficult. Okay. Results. I think I got mine. Um, where's the results? Can I not get it? I found them. Do you want me to go through the top ten like we did last week? Go to the I'll top, at least the top five. Yeah. Okay. Scott Dixon won. Yeah. Simon Paginode, Joseph Newgarden, Zach Veach, who is no longer <laughs> racing. Um, Ed Carpenter, Connor Daly, Ed! Colton Vista, Brian Hunter Ray, Oliver Askew is not racing, and Tony Kanon makes his debut in the 48, who finished 10th last I year. I forgot about that. Yo, Tony. Tony. Also, okay. Ed. Ed's coming back. <laughs> my that's my honestly my second favorite. That's you honestly. Do, you, you, you do like Ed a lot. I like Ed Carpenter a lot, honestly. <laughs> he's kind of um, he's kind of a D word. <laughs> wow. I wish he owned. I wish he owned my race car. I'm just saying. Okay, I got my picks ready. <laughs> okay, I'm ready. Are you gonna do race one first, or do you want to say them both? We'll do race one first. Because do okay. I actually have my second pick ready? I have mine ready. Sure. Why the fuck not? I got it ready. Okay. All right, let's go. Okay. All right. One, two, three. Scott Dixon. Scott Dixon. Okay. Well, <laughs> I, we can go with the same one. That's fine. Yeah, Whatever. it's fine because it's on accident. All right. My second one, though. Mm -hmm. I got it, man. Okay. All right. Three, two, one. Ed Carpenter. Ed Carpenter. <laughs> what? You're kidding. No. I think Ed Carpenter is going to win a race. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Okay. I knew you were going to say that you were so excited. I'm like, yeah. I, I think almost he's didn't because I'm like, he's going to fucking not finish good. Okay. So we picked the same people. So what do we do now? Should we like switch? I should feel one like of we us should... switch them? I feel like we should. I almost feel like if we end up saying the same one, we then neither of us can pick them. Oh. Because then, like... then it's like, oh, I know Alex is going to pick Joseph. Right. Okay. It's like it's like a game of chicken. <laughs> okay. Should oh, so we... should we make different picks now? Okay. I feel okay. Like, damn it. I like that idea actually, Zach. Okay. You can't you can't pick Daddy Ed. Okay. <laughs> um okay. I'm going back to the results. Alright, I have I think I know um... who I want to pick now. Wait, but can we I don't wanna say so but we could pick them for the other race. But I'm not gonna yes. do that though. I'm we picked them for that. the exact same race both times. Yeah, because it would have been okay. different if it was... I'm not going to do okay. that, though. That's stupid. No. Okay. That's what I, I would do, so no. I I think I have it. Okay. All right. Yeah, I have it. Okay. Are you ready? I'm, I'm okay, ready. Okay, for race one, one, two, three, Simon Just Paginot. Joseph Newgarden. That was close. 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 <laughs> that was close. I almost <laughs> called you Joseph. My middle name is Joseph. Is it really? So, uh huh. Oh, it's not spelled the same as Joseph, though. Almost, almost um, said 22. Also, his number's not number one, by the way, anymore. Fuck. Don't remind me. False information. Yeah, I'm just full of it. Pagano. This okay. is the part of the podcast where I feel like people are like, this is behind the scenes, Zach and Alex, because I forget yeah, it, it I'm is. even recording at this point. 
Who's my number two pick? I think I had it, mm. but I'm like indecisive. Ooh, I just looked at someone's name. I'm like, oh yeah, I'll pick them. Okay, you'll pick them. I feel like it's gonna mm-hmm. be a good pick. Maybe I'm kind of feeling ballsy. Oh? No, I know who I'm gonna pick. Okay, I got it. Okay. Okay. One, two, three. Scott Dixon. Willpower. Okay. <laughs> I should have went with Dixon because I went with him for the other one, but yeah. Well, then you then I would have been fucked. So because I'm yeah. like, you know, I know Scott Dixon's gonna be good this weekend. Yeah. And willpower. Um, I thought about picking him too because I feel like I don't know. I feel like he hasn't been that good at like indie lately. I feel like he hasn't been that good. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Even though he won there, like I feel like power is gonna probably be sneaky good. And could win. Yeah, he always wins when we don't expect it. I feel like. Yeah. Lately, at least. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that's okay. Good. So Kansas, I'm going to be there. Uh, our friend Jackson will be on the podcast with us next week. Yeah. To talk about everything Kansas. Mm-hmm. Um. What What are you thinking? This is a, I... not a night race anymore. Yeah, it's not a night race. Bummer. Um. I know I what I'm going to say. I got okay. it. All right, I'm ready. I'm confident too. All right, one, two, three. Kyle Larson. Denny Hamlin. I almost, bitch. I was this close to picking oh Denny Hamlin. Larson's a really good pick. So if you've been listening to the podcast, you know I've been saying for months now or weeks now that Hamlin is having a very similar season to Jeff Gordon in 2014. Oh yeah, T. Gordon's first win of the year in 2014 was at Kansas. So I'm gonna stick with that trend and just say yeah. Hamlin wins Kansas because first win of the year there. Damn. See, these podcast picks have made me enjoy the cup race a lot more because I know yeah. at Talladega, Eric Jones was leading and you picked Eric yeah. Jones. And I was like, I was so excited. I was like, girl. Oh, by the way, y'all, I picked Brad Keselowski last week. So that's you three did. points for me. So the way our point system works, <sighs> if, I think we explained it before, but just a reminder because I won. Um, whoever gets yeah. the better finish, they get one <laughs> point. And then if. Um, mm-hmm. If the driver actually wins, though, you get three points. So now yeah, I have, like, yeah. a four-point lead on Alex. Yeah, so Zach has eight, and I have four. Mm-hmm. And then for IndyCar, it's 1-1, one, because one, neither of us picked a winner. Yeah, but we, I feel like... picks for IndyCar sucked last week, by the way. We picked Pato and Rossi. Oh, yeah. It was like <laughs> the... Didn't... I picked Rossi, didn't I? Yeah. So I got it. I picked Pato. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. Lesser of two evils. Um. But I feel like Hamlin, honestly, that's a really good pick. I think it's honestly, mm-hmm. I think one of us are going to get another three points this week. I feel like I, it's going to be one of us too. My second pick would be uh, Ryan Blaney, not for because I like him. But listen, uh, listening, Jackson and I have a theory. Oh, both times he and I have met at a race, Team Pinsky has won. Uh, the first time, he, yeah, Joseph Newgarden won at Iowa. Second time, his favorite driver, Joey Logano, his other favorite driver, he looks Almarola too. Oh. Joey Logano won. So I'm thinking, oh, it's my turn. Ryan Blaney's going to win. It's Team Pinsky, Blaney. But oh. That's my like. Maybe Alex Bowman will win instead. Oh, that'd be cool. <laughs> that'd be cool. Uh, my, <laughs> He's good my there. My sentimental pick, though, is Blaney. But mm-hmm. uh, I think Hamlin's going to finally get it. I win. just remember how Hen- Hendrick's really fast to these 550 tracks. And mm-hmm. I remember they were really good here in the spring race when it was a night race. I mean, that doesn't apply now. Keep an eye on Byron. T. T. Because this race is going to be like the same amount of, same time as like Homestead was a little earlier, I think. But mm-hmm. All right. Well. Yeah. 
thank you, Davin, for coming on the podcast. Long, long episode today. Yeah, Sorry, y'all. Um, hope you got some work done while you listen to us. Yeah. <laughs> I listen to podcasts and ceramics. Um, but we'll be back next week with Jackson, J. Todd, um, to talk about... Underscore J. Todd 14 underscore. Underscore 14. By the way, Eric Amarola loves laps. Let's clap it out. Yeah, Eric Amarola. <laughs> yeah, Eric Amarola. Woo, you go. <laughs> Getting them playoffs. Um, <laughs> All right, y'all. Y'all have a good week. Enjoy um, hell of racing this week. Isn't the Supercross yeah. Championship Saturday night? I think so. Yeah. <gasps> oh, Ken Roxon choke artist. Um, yeah, Ken Roxon. It's almost over. At awful. Point, so yikes. Anyways, have a good week, y'all. Goodbye. Yep. Bye.